I'm Zach. <laughs> Welcome back to the Crave the Podcast Bracket Challenge, where we very objectively decide what the best album of the last 10 years was. My very informed point of views. Um, this week, we'll be finishing up the bracket with starting with the, I think we're on the last eight albums and then going through to pick one winner. Hype. Want to go around and uh, introduce ourselves one more time just for old time's sake. Make sure everyone knows who the voices are. Start with Lily. Oh, and a question. Okay, hold on. What's your favorite genre of dessert? You know, like. Classifies as a genre of dessert. Go with your heart. You want to list off some genres? Like area, like, you know, like you got like cookies, cakes, ice creams, puddings, Mm -hmm. you know, pies, strudels, you know. Strudels. (laughs) Mm. Mm, Okay. I'm Lily. I podcast at Crave and I write sometimes and probably ice cream. I would say ice cream for me mm-hmm. hell yeah <laughs> thank you pretty good one <laughs> Riley, you want to go i guess i kind of sure. defeats the purpose of introducing yourself if i just say your name but go ahead we Riley. need to know everyone's know. dessert genre yeah and they don't know my story they just know my name at that point mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> my name is riley i am Uh-oh. in trouble what are you saying? <laughs> what? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I think his internet is dying. I think Jake was trying to sneak a word that's oh, unmuted and are we good? <laughs> okay, everyone's back. Everyone was gone for a second. Oh, that's what happened. We heard you. Could you guys hear me? Oh, yeah. nice. I'm glad that I was so coming. <laughs> That was so funny and cute. Don't cut it. Don't oh, cut no. It. Oh, Patrick, don't cut it. That was good. Patrick, cut out the part where he says, I'm Zach, and just start with welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm just going to give you some little liner notes as we go along here. That's my <laughs> listen to Jake. Go ahead, Red. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, what is it? My name is Riley. That is my name. I am resident queen and i i like that title i'm sorry you guys do so much more work than me but i just like calling myself that it's a self-confidence boost anyways um president queen of what you just said you're queen that's all that's in all general that just, okay <laughs> cool. just at all times bow down um and actually Okay, not to go on a total tangent, but I don't think I can call myself queen with Lily in the room. That feels wrong. I am the beta. Anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's how you know you're the beta. You call yourself that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, it's not a shameful thing. It's just how it is. Um, mm-hmm. Anywho, I am a person on the podcast and I um, like baked goods. I like cookies. I like brownies. That, that's I multiple like... genres. You gotta pick. You gotta pick one, Riley. Come on. I can't. I can't. I'm forcing choose all... a decision. Eh, but I don't like cake. I just like. Mm. 
You know what? I've been eating like a ginger cookie a day for the past 24 days. So I'm going to go with cookies. Solid. All right. Jake, man of mystery in the dark over there. Hello. I'm Jake. I am going to also go with cookies. Oh, I do podcasting and writing and photography. do it all. But mostly cookies. Sorry, I had a question. Have you guys ever had that um, Eggo waffle flavored cookie at Crumble? I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, I have actually. (laughs) I I, I feel like I've heard of that somewhere before, but I just can't think of where. (laughs) I genuinely was like, does Lily forget? Like, did she just not know? Did she? Yeah, for a second, there was like, well, coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) That took me like two minutes to understand. Like, that's how slow my brain is today. I thought you were serious. I was like, wait, are you serious, Lily? I'm just very quick. I know it's it's hard. I'm sorry to interject, Jake. Continue your introduction. That was it. I'm I'm good now. He likes cookies. All right, Cal. Yeah, I'm Cal. I hate to say cookies also, but like, I don't, it'd have to be yeah. a milkshake or like like a good milkshake or some nice, um, slightly undercooked gooey Toll House cookies out of the tub. Yeah. Or just not none even of that, none out. of that crispy, crunchy cookie crap. That's the worst. Terrible. Crunchy cookies. And it's got to be dunked in a nice cold glass of milk. Unbeatable. Pretty good. I agree. Crunchy is the worst. Thank you. Crunchy cookies suck. Yeah. I don't know. Crunchy pizza sucks too. Yeah. What about like when you're having crust, crunchy, terrible. Mm, Um, Lily, I'm with that. I got biscotti the other day. They're so fucking good. Those mm -hmm. little crunchy. Yeah, like ones that are meant to be like more like cracker texture. But if you have like a chocolate chip cookie that's crunchy, that's bad. But what about yeah. those Tate's things? Have you guys had those? Mm-hmm. What's that? Mm-hmm. They're so good. You got. They come them. in the green bag and mm-hmm. reseal them, and everyone would bring them to class for like food share day or whatever. Oh, mm-hmm. like the like mini ones. Sometimes they do have mini ones, but they also have regular size ones. They're so good. It's like crack. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. I just what don't think that you can cast expert, these. Riley or... <laughs> That's what I'm queen of. Crack. <laughs> Crack cocaine is my game. All right, Freddie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Scary being in this room. There's like weird sounds. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that, but we're gonna watch Jake. Jake I, I, yeah, I really think this is gonna end in Jake's murder. I don't know why. Okay. I don't know how. I've spent many. I've only been here for like a few days, and like I've had multiple like weird like noises and like shadows behind me like it's freaking me out you're gonna die Uh-oh. you're gonna die this is just a lot of the unfriended. movie unfriended yes <laughs> i hope it happens now so that we at least get it on camera Con- everything <laughs> for content wait is unfriended the one where they literally are all they're like i don't think they're zooming because i don't think zoom is around yeah that was them, older like on youtube or something and then the girl sticks her hand in the blender mm-hmm. yep yep blender scary stuff did not like that mm-mm all right, back on topic. I'm Zach. No. I'm the host today. <laughs> Who knows? My favorite dessert is cookies as well. 
Yeah, oh, almost yeah. a full sweep. Boring, boring bunch. Stupid. I don't know why I came to this. But there's wall. a way. Just gonna lie. Yeah, there's Riley. What's your question? The group. Ice good too. There's a way to please the group. We put cookies in ice cream. We make a cookie sandwich, or we make oh. a cookies and cream ice cream. Or no. there's so many yeah, you're options right. here. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like basically, it. we all agree. Riley has a mind for compromise. Perfect. <laughs> exactly what a queen needs. All right, shall we get into the bracket then? Yeah, let us. I have uh, I have one thing. Uh, if go ahead, is anyone in like a super super big rush or anything uh, like that? We got time. Okay, so yeah. after last week, uh, you all at home may I don't even know if this is good. We might just completely cut this out. So I might I don't really know if I need to give a preamble or not, but. Uh, you all might at home might have remembered our little interlude where we watched that 2014 <laughs> and you know Did we leave that in uh i left in i didn't leave us in watching it but i left in the very end where we're like we just we hey you if you're wondering where we went for like five minutes we were just watching this video or whatever so i got a little inspired and i made Did you make a one? i made a it's not done yet I'm going to try and have it done by Friday, but right now I have the first five rounds. So when I started it, I was like just basically throwing everything together and I was like, what? It's, it was just a mess. And then I was like, oh, I'm stupid. I should have like eight sections and each section is like the two battles that happened in the first round. So right now I have okay. the first five sections. If we want to go on a little trip down memory lane, Did you blend memory them? lane. what was that? Did you blend them together? So it's like a few different styles. Like when I first started, I was like taking, I was like kind of like trying to find one shots because like I said, I didn't know what I was mm-hmm. actually going to do. So okay. I got like snare from like Um Shalala and like a snare from uh, some other song and then like an 808 from a Mac Miller song and a synth from SZA. Uh, but wow. then, but then pretty much everything else is like more in like straight up mashup of just like taking like a beat and then putting an acapella over it or something. But the first, so yeah, basically just the first beat, which is SZA and Haley Hendrix is like more of like, I made the beat uh, with like sounds, all the sounds except for, there's like a few kind of FX sounds that you'll hear that aren't from the, the songs, but everything else is from the songs. Like I didn't add any synths or anything like that. Oh any God. external sounds. Right now. So um, I sent I the link, uh-oh. I can't, I can't. Oh, it's because it's private. I just, I just, I'll just make it public, I guess. <laughs> um, but I'm utterly in awe. I'm utter, yeah. I can't believe <laughs> What the fuck? I just threw it's... together some. What? <laughs> Wait, yeah, I can't see either. It oh, says it was not found. Okay, uh, let's try Google Drive instead. I'm not gonna do SoundCloud. But I see sure. trending tracks on SoundCloud are Zaza by Six Nine. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my God so bad yikes uh little yachty i'm all right with some yachty i like yachty yachty yachty's a yachty's a good dude i'd be friends with yachty yeah he seems he seems like pretty chill okay wait so i'm just gonna what what's zach oh what's your email zach uh colorado.edu Direct all hate mail to that email. <laughs> Wait, cut that. Cut that. All right, Lily. Make it as personal. Uh- cut out the emails. 
Oh yeah, please. <laughs> no, I want my French fans to be able to email me. All right. Yeah, so do I. I want fan mail. Are y'all able to <laughs> access that? It should be shared now. Uh, we can. I'll give us a countdown, and we can all hit play. I I tried. I was messing around with screen sharing, and like. I just, I can't bring myself to screen share it. Like, not because it's like amazing, but like, it just ruins the audio quality so badly. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay, it's I've also got there. it. Oh, Everyone got it? God. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right, are we ready? Yes. No. <laughs> oh, Hold shit. Up. Okay, okay. Sorry, my email's slow. My internet <laughs> is slow, actually. All right. Really? Come on, come on, come on. I've been come working on. on that preamble, trying to get it down. I, I played this for one of my friends and then my sister and my girlfriend. And like, it was, I had to explain it for like six minutes what everything was because, you know, at all least right. you guys are on the podcast. So I didn't have to give all the context. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a tiny angel. Yeah, what the heck? <laughs> it was very fun. I've never had slower internet than at this moment. This oh, is no. all just further set up for Jake to get murdered. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> My big shining moment in the us right all assholes finale. surviving and he gets murdered. It would be crazy. It would be so wrong. Nothing could be more wrong. It's truly like the tragic hero of all of us. He's an asshole. Besides, <laughs> I guess Zach. Besides. <laughs> oh 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 oh. We should just rename the podcast Asshole Party or something like that. That's a great title. <laughs> That's such a good name. <laughs> Asshole number one through five. <laughs> That's how we introduce ourselves. <laughs> Whoever's hosting is Asshole One. <laughs> oh, it's so close. What's your favorite asshole activity? <laughs> okay. Okay. I think we're good. Oh all right everyone got it up i'm gonna mm-hmm. mute myself now all right cool i'll give us a, a little countdown so we can sort of have the same experience all right <laughs> five four three two one there we go dude <laughs> What the fuck? That was so amazing. What in the, and out of nowhere. <laughs> all week, you've just been sitting on this, knowing oh, we're yes. going to freak out. out. It's true. Right? I mean, you eat, dude. Thank you. Yeah. No, that, so one was, that one was, yeah, the last one was, <laughs> was like the most natural to make because it's like, oh, yeah, putting a Freddy acapella over a Kendrick beat. That just makes sense. It just but, works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that oh was fun. God. I also really liked making the uh, Lucy toy dot or toy one. That was, that was, no, I didn't I know how that, that was going to come together. But It that, was so was awesome. And like the little, the way you ended it too with the little whispering, I was just like, oh my God, this is my favorite thing ever. Because I love both those albums so much. Yeah, how dare you be such so a good. Fucking good song too. Angst in my pants. Oh my god. <laughs> we'll get it we'll get into that more in a bit. Yes. <laughs> she likes to hop her bed. I a schnoodle. Okay. She I just saw white and micro, you gotta stop. It's, it's kind of gross. Okay, Jake, can I just say break, that, I break, like break. that 
better than I liked all the songs individually. That yeah, I can't wonderful. emphasize that enough. It was Thank so you. good. Thank you. Oh it was, I think you should have made that so that we could listen to that instead of all the albums. Yeah, I should just have that from the start. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a lot easier. But it was actually like really <laughs> helpful to like have everyone's inputs from the past two episodes on like what everyone's favorite songs and like a few of the little moments and sounds were like specific things that people had pointed out. So that made it a little easier yeah. to narrow it down. Because it was like so, so intimidating at first. It had like 50 tracks in Ableton and like just, I was like, where do I start? And, and then I was, I just felt like an idiot when I realized, oh, just to like have eight sections, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was, it was fun though. Were you gonna try to blend them all into one song? Like, I think, yeah, yeah, that was, that was like the original idea, but I, I think this ended up being like, you can like kind of actually tell what's happening probably. Yeah, a this more. makes more sense, I think. This is awesome, dude. Yeah, that was so cool. Thank oh you. Man. Man. <laughs> music video yeah, that I I have no interest in, in making a video for this because I know like I know how to edit, but like this is fun. It's like it was kind of hard and like it took a lot of time, but it was fun. But making yeah. a video for this would not be fun. Oh my we could god. Just dance. That's true. Yeah, you that just put your head like on a little stick figure, like <laughs> <laughs> like those, you know, the, those like old like what was it jib jab like cards you uh -huh. could send? I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Like the little yeah. Santa letters where you like put your face. Oh on yeah, where they, okay. like put your face on an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. That would be. Oh my gosh. That's all you need. <laughs> all right, okay, we remember all the incredible. albums now, just like that. <laughs> I'm yeah, so flustered. I don't think that I can continue with the episode. I'm gonna need like a full day to recover from what just happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, my jaw was too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will share the bracket then if we're ready to get started. Yes. I mean, you're the host. Look. I'll shoot Patrick oh, a message and it. be like, "We watched a video. <laughs> There's gonna be eight minutes of just silence. Five straight <laughs> silence. Yeah. All right." Okay. So here we go with our, what is it? Elite Eight, as they refer to it. Okay, um, sports. Dang. I love What basketball. can I say? I, I watch March Madness here and there. <laughs> so first up, we've got I Need to Start a Garden by Haley Hendricks up against Igor by Tyler, the Creator. Then we've got Crushing by Julia Jacqueline up against Toy by A Giant Dog. On the other side of the bracket, we have To Bimp a Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar versus Circles by Mac Miller. It's going to be a hard one. And then we have Melodrama by Lord versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. So shall we get into it with the first one? Mm -hmm. I Need to Start a Garden versus Igor. How do we want to mm -hmm. do this? First of all, I want to say I, I feel kind of kind of lucky almost for Lily and, and Callie and just to like not have that. You already know you're out. You know, <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, you already know your album didn't meet our standards. <laughs> I already know that you guys Wait, made the wrong choice. Actually, before we jump into the bracket, do we want to have like a quick debriefing on like any changed thoughts on eliminated albums? I just no. feel like this might be the <laughs> might be the best time to do that. I don't know. Riley yeah. Said Thank you for asking. Yeah, me. Queen, no. the president, the president vetoed it. So I guess well, I'm the host, and I think we should do that. Actually, I think it'd be good. Oh, I have some changed thoughts. 
need I remind you I can kick you off this motherfucking zoom I can kick you off at any point I think that's a really great question I personally feel that control was really dripped just really thrown to the dogs for no fucking reason but that's you know None of all right fine business. everybody go crazy say what you need to do say. we want to do is like quickly run through it see if anyone's opinion has changed maybe not we change the bracket them and ask if there's any changes like just yeah, yeah like i don't think we'll change the bracket but yeah. see if on more see how we're people's feeling. opinions have changed and also it'll give us a refresher for everyone listening about what what the stakes were in the past you know yeah mm. okay so you know rewind real quick back in time i need to start a garden versus control by SZA. Any thoughts changed on that one? I think not, not changed, but I'm, I'm closer to a 50-50 now that the novelty has worn off for Haley Hendrix now. Closer to 50-50. Interesting. Yeah. I have not changed either because I love I Need to Start a Garden. Um, yeah. I just mm-hmm. think it, it, got, it got robbed. Not, 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 to sh- not to shade Haley Hendrix, but I just think <laughs> Control is like, a, uh, I don't know, has to me and especially as we've been sitting with these albums and listening to them for like a few weeks now uh like and this is also just like uh, a sign of my personal tastes and and the music i generally listen to but as as i listen to some of these albums more a few of them i'm like less less impressed as i was the first time just because it's like i don't know uh the, the maybe it's because I'm not picking out the intricacies and differences in like the indie the soft indie rock genre but a lot of it is start like now that I've been listening to it quite a bit is starting to sound a lot more similar in some ways not in every way but in some way just like from album to album and song to song uh, some of them have been going up in my mind some of them have been going slightly down but I all I do think that SZA's control is person to my in my opinion just uh an amazing album very very wise words from jake but unfortunately <laughs> control is eliminated so i just personally feel that i trusted callian and he betrayed yeah, that was me for crazy. absolutely no that, reason and that still is one of the biggest upsets. i trust myself too and anyways they can listen to episode 11 if they need to hear this let's keep it let's keep it rolling here okay <laughs> yeah yeah we don't need to rehash dead dogs <laughs> Whatever it's called, I don't know. What? Well, no, no. Anyways, Beat Twin Fantasy lost. Twin Fantasy, yeah. They, thank you. Beat a dead horse. <laughs> dead dogs. Don't Zach like turns to his pile of like murdered dogs in the corner of his room and is like, "Oh right, opposite of that." Sorry. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyways, so Igor had beaten out Twin Fantasy by Car Seat Headrests. Anybody's thoughts changed on this? I mean, I, know I still disagree. <laughs> my thoughts have actually changed a little bit. Igor, I listened to it more, and I liked it a lot more, I will That's say. Funny. I still think I like Twin Fantasy better just because, like, musically, I enjoy that type of music more. But Igor, I will say, I think I, I, think I gave it a, a harsh time the first go around. I will have to say that I've been also listening to Igor pretty consistently the past few days. And certain songs are growing on me, but I find myself having to turn it off like halfway through because I'm like, eh. <laughs> but that's just a personal All right. Issue. So Riley's opinion has not changed. Riley's okay. funny that you say that about Igor because that's how I feel about Twin Fantasy. 
I thought you were going to yeah, come for right. Toy, and I was like, That's how no. I feel. <laughs> I'm starting to feel more that way about Twin Fantasy, because I really like Car Seat Headrest, but I've been listening to that playlist just a bunch, and there's just, like, of the songs that I will skip, if it's if I'm going to skip any songs, it's probably going to be, like, that 17-minute or that Beach Life and Death song, honestly, just because they're so that's not even a fault on them like they're going for like a like kind of proggy feel so it makes sense but eh. can i ask something did you guys listen this week mostly to the playlist with all of them or did you listen to just the eight i listened mainly to just the eight that's what i yeah did. me too mm-hmm. yeah same Okay. Um, Before that, though, I was listening to all of them. So right. no, I definitely hear what you're saying. I think Twin Fantasy is aside from like bodies, most of the songs I wouldn't listen to like if they came up on shuffle, but like Such listening a- through it like cohesively as an album, that's I definitely fair. enjoy more. That's fair. All right, sorry, trying to keep this moving so we don't have another four-hour recording session. <laughs> um, Crushing beat "Soft Sounds from Another Planet" by Japanese Breakfast. Anybody's thoughts here changed? I like Crushing a little bit more than originally, but I still prefer Japanese Breakfast a lot more. I voted for Crushing, and I think I might prefer Japanese Breakfast now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I did, I did kind of come for Soft Sounds, and I didn't mean to, but I've been listening <laughs> to it more recently, and I've been like, oh, this actually kind of hits. So I like that album a lot more than I did when we started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My opinion didn't change because I voted for Soft Sounds, but I think it's been much more strongly cemented for me. Um, Soft Sounds is like actually, well, I listened to it basically with headphones instead of one earbud. And uh, when I was listening to these albums at my work, I was listening with one earbud. So in my right ear, I was hearing whatever album I was playing. And then in my left ear, I was hearing my coworker playing the just like, a never-ending mix of Pink's greatest hits oh. on our, like on our it over our PA system, so like just terrible quality. I think that's Pink the mashup songs. you do next, Jake. You do every album versus Pink. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, listening to soft sounds, especially with headphones, just like really took it to like another level for me. Mm-hmm. I feel like. The, the whole like space theme really kind of comes to life when you listen to it in stereo and with mm-hmm. decent quality headphones it is like so gorgeous mm-hmm. so ethereal and like transports you to another world so many like really intricately created sounds uh it was really fun to mess with these sounds in the remix i will say mm-hmm. uh just because they're super cool uh so I mean, my opinion hasn't changed, but I am more certain now that I really do like soft sounds in Japanese breakfast. And I've been listening to that album a lot. I bet you listen with like amazing headphones too. So it's got to sound like. I mean, they're like, they're like pretty cheap from Amazon, but they get the job done. If if anyone needs. I was going to say drop a link. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, really. they're, They're the best like for your value. I swear to God, headphones, they sound pretty freaking banging and they're not expensive i'll send a link Mm -hmm. considering we're going to graduate online i'll probably need good headphones for that so calling it now it's going to be audio technica what so audio technicas (laughs) oh no they're uh i think those are probably a little more expensive like i'm really just like just for the price these cowan e7 headphones 
they get the job done, let me tell you. Here's the link. That's a long link. Jesus. That is a long oh, E7. I found them. Oh, yeah, Bluetooth? that works too. <laughs> they're oh, Bluetooth. Are... They're noise canceling. And they're, they're comfy. They're Love actually them. comfy. Yeah, and they're only nice. $50. They come with a nice little case. You can do Bluetooth or 3.5 millimeter jack. It's great. Oh my gosh. Wow. These look super nice. Sponsor us, Cowan. Much more comfortable than my. Oh, wait, I realized I had that headphones. up on the screen share. Wait, shit. These things are not like comfy. It did look like an ad. Sorry. I think the viewers want to see. Okay. <laughs> Our moms want to see. <laughs> All right. Um, continuing with the past bracket, Toy beat out Historian by Lucy Dacus. Any uh, any changed thoughts on this one? Yes. Okay. I, hate, I hate to say it, but I <laughs> today, as of just today, I like Historian a little bit better. A little bit better. Like like it will change later tonight. But like, as this moment in time, in like the last five hours, I prefer Historian now. It's okay. I, I say I can't be mad because these are two of my favorite albums, like, of the last year. So they're so good, and they're they're like different enough that it's such a hard choice between them. Totally. That like, mm -hmm. it's hard to justify one over the other. Jake, has your uh, opinion changed? Um, I, slightly. I think I voted for Lucy Dacus, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. I think that's right. But I'll be honest, um, looking back, this is one of the close. I think it was at the time, too. Well, no, it wasn't because I hadn't listened to <laughs> A Giant Dog. But um, <laughs> this is one of the closest ones for me now. Like, I really, they're, they're obviously different uh, vibes, which is kind of like the theme for this first half, besides mm -hmm. the crushing and soft sounds round. They were all sort of different vibes. This is like one of the most different ones, I think. So it's kind of hard to say because I just have some, I do have that like history with Lucy, but since listening to it, Toy has really grown on me. So uh, it's pretty close, but ah, this makes me so happy. Yeah, I will say that I'm kind of in agreement with Jake here. Toy definitely grew on me a lot. Um, Girls, <laughs> but hers, I mean, I saw that history, like he said. So I don't know if my vote would have changed, but I do like Toy a lot. Yeah, I don't know if my vote would change, but same, same. All right. Lower half of the bracket, last week's episode, episode 12, to Pimp a Butterfly beat out Pinata. Anybody's thoughts changed on this one? We had a long no, discussion just, about I this. I just feel bad for Freddie. Like, this is the worst possible matchup for yeah. the album. It's true. such a good album. Very true. Um, good. Like, you can't beat T-Pap unless you're like, I don't know. I would have been Maybe Mac Miller. We'll see. Like, T-Pap against, um, like, Pablo or Fantasy. I think that would have been a little bit of a more intense matchup. Um, not because the Friday album's worse than those, but it's just not as big of an album. It's not as like momentous, you know. I mean, maybe if Lily and I are in the room, it would be like they would stand a chance. But <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say I'm with them. I don't think uh, Kanye album would be. Uh, no. the butterfly. Yeah, yeah I'm honestly frankly I'm shocked the... that you said that. I think that it is completely the other way. Like, I think Pinata was way closer for me than really? Kanye album. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's, okay. I'm the biggest Kanye fan, and I I'm also gonna agree. I I agree. Wow. I, these Ooh. are these are Ooh. not my favorite Kanye albums. I just gotta say it. From this decade, they're up there, but 
I'll, I'll just say I like I think I like Yeezus and Yay more than both of these. That's all and I have to say. And Heartbreak. I love Yay and Kitsy like Ghost. <laughs> 808s and Heartbreaks is a little older. If 808s was from this decade, it might have been. No, it wouldn't have been above E4, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, I really like Ye and Kitsy Ghost, and Jesus is pretty sick, too. We can have another whole Kanye episode at some point. Sorry, one thing I wanted to say. I will will say I think Pinata actually went down in my rating a little bit just because it's long, and I think song to song, it it wasn't... Like, I, there wasn't as much variation listening to it multiple times that mm-hmm. kept me interested in it. That's kind but of why I didn't, I mean, I wasn't drawn to it on my first listen. I was like, it definitely flows really well, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I need a little bit, something different. I need a little bit of cayenne pepper yeah. or whatever yeah. the fuck, you know? Yeah, like, it's, it's really good. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's kind of like Freddie Gibbs doing his thing, mm-hmm. like, back to back to back, that much of a mix of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah T-Pab is unbeatable. I think we can all agree. It's- well, we'll see. Oh, we'll see. It's all got right. a tough match. On this, no on spoilers. This no spoilers. Okay, let's go. Keep going. Puberty two lost the circles. I'm still upset about this. Okay, I do have changed opinions about this. Maybe, maybe not changed. I don't know. I, I feel like this one is one that I go back and forth with, and I think about on a day to day basis, where I'm just like. Oh God, I love both of these. Well, I don't even know if I can say I love Mac. It just like, I don't know. That album really does something for me, but I fucking love Mitski. I would take a bullet for Mitski. So I kind of regret mm-hmm. voting for Mac like this much. And I know I will end, like end my life by saying this. Like I know I'm going to get in deep trouble, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm just kind of like, oh man, I really love Mitski. Why'd I do her like that? You know? I also want to set the record straight <laughs> that I don't dislike circles. I just love Mitski. So that's yeah, fine. that's where yeah. I'm at. I think I think that was pretty clear last yeah, time. I want okay. okay. you're good. You're good. Publicly apologize to all my fellow brave um, panelists for coming at them in the in our group chat so hard because I felt <laughs> I felt threatened. I felt threatened by their. It's um, okay, Cal. It's water under the bridge. <laughs> oh, I'm only ever yelling right. at you to like toy more, so don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah. All right, <laughs> keeping it moving with. Oh wait. Uh, oh, yep. I I didn't say anything. Sorry. Um, I I would probably actually at this point change my vote to circles, but I'm not upset that I voted for Metsky because that was really tough for me last week to to choose between. But as I've been sitting with Mac a little bit more, I'm definitely happy that it moved on. That's all I have to say. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm definitely not upset that Circles moved on. All right. Evil Friends losing the melodrama. Anything change? I like Lord a little better. Um, All right. Tell us <laughs> a little better. But Wait, I, are you saying you like Lord better than you did before, or you like Lord a little better than Portugal now? No, I like Lord a little better than I did before. I just can't get into Okay. Like, I objectively, from an objective standpoint, I recognize that the Lord album is so It's such a good pop album. Like, we got to so well produced and everything but yeah i just i don't know i just can't get into the lord for some reason i don't know why i try as much as i want to i want i want to say that i like lord more than i do but i don't I think know why i can't <laughs> that's fair that's fair i think zach brought it up in the first episode of this uh and then no one said it in the last episode i listened to the whole recording and edited it so i like was 
I just kept thinking about the fact that we said objectively way too many times last episode, and I'm cutting it off right now at the beginning. Just, just, just drop that word because I know it's it's silly. I, I, I and I, I do think I get the concept that you're explaining of like being like, oh, I understand why people love this album or why it's yeah, album yeah, important. exactly. But I think we just, got, we just got to cut that word out. Just that yeah, word is so right. terrible. Well, yeah, none of this is subjective. I mean, we chose the albums and we are deciding which ones yeah, are we're... better. It's all subjective, you know? None of this is yeah, an yeah. opinion. For sure, for sure, for sure. Cool. Right. I actually have objective opinions. It's like the weirdest thing. I just am it's correct crazy. about things. It's really so is strange. Right. True. Yeah. Very true. So I'll keep all using right. it, but you all should stop. Okay, okay fair you, enough. <laughs> Finally... <laughs> Okay. The Kanye matchup last week. Life of Pablo lost on Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Any uh, any change of opinions on this one? I don't remember which one I voted for, but I like fantasy better. That's I think that's what you voted for. Yeah. Yeah. My opinion is that I like the longer I've thought about these two Kanye albums against each other, or like in general, I'm just like, God, I am sick. I'm sick of fantasy. I'm sick of it. <laughs> I think it's just the most. Oh, I, 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 I will save my thoughts for later. But I'm sick of it. That's all I Zach, have to say. I have a comment for you from one of our listeners, um, who is Lisa, who was offended and horrified that you voted for Life of Pablo. Just for your information. Ouch! I'm sorry, Lisa. Shout out, Lisa. Kind of hot, hey, Lisa. But, uh, sorry. Fantasy yeah. sucks. No, Wait, I why would... Oh no, I get it. I get it. It actually doesn't suck, but um, <laughs> did we? I, I have more thoughts. I'll yeah, actually, objectively, later. it's a very, <laughs> it's a very good album. Yes, right. Thank you. <laughs> um, uh, I think we needed to shout out Lisa on this podcast. I think Lily and I, I promised her that we would shout out. I Lisa. promised her as well because I think she is the main person that actually listens to this. <laughs> I, I would like, agree. Number actually. one fan, probably. Um, so. And she's not just like creepy and on the sidelines, like sending us weird letters. Like she, she knows us. She's she's here she? to listen. Is Who this is our she? friend Lisa Hansen? It, it is our mm-hmm. dearest friend Lisa Hansen. Friend is this a Fairview person? Yeah. <laughs> So she's yeah, like, yeah, oh my god, I get to watch all my friends from high school on a podcast. And then there's this <laughs> random dude who like fucking wears a beanie and sits in a dark room. No, she, she actually like, said- I think Jake is my avatar into the Crave the Pod universe. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she yeah. was literally like, I agree with Jake more than any of the people that I have known for years. And we said, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> nice to meet you, Lisa. Not that I did, but. Thanks for listening. <laughs> not that I care. I was like, okay. We're oh, jeez, that would be that would be so mean. No, no. Thank you for listening from the bottom of my heart. That at least says, yeah. I think my mom kind of stopped listening once we started doing this album stuff. So <laughs> my sisters actually listened to all of them. She binged the last two in the last week. Damn. Wow. Binge. Hi, Julia. I'm sure you'll listen to this Shout one too. Shout out, Julia. Annie, yeah. listen to a single episode. That's my girlfriend. Oh, yeah, Margo. Margo, listen to one. So. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. All right, <laughs> I it. think that uh, that covers up the wrap up. Not a lot of opinions changed, so that's pretty good. So let's get started with round two, or elite eight, whatever the final eight albums. Let's start at the top. I need to start a garden by Harry Hendrix. Igor 
Oh, quarterfinals. That's a good word. That's a very good word. Quarterfinals. I need to study hard in. Thank you. Versus Igor. What do we feel? So we have like a little discussion and kind of get into the vote. I don't know. Yeah. Because it's a different matchup. So yeah, like I feel like we're matchup. comparing different things. I would agree. I think we know our thoughts on the albums in general, but if we want to talk matchup wise, I don't know how that works. Anybody have thoughts on this one to kick us off? Yes, Lily. This is so hard. Bringing in um, the gaze, I love, I said this the first time, but I love Igor from like the queer art perspective because it's just such a good cohesive album about like a queer relationship and like a queer male masculine relationship, which is awesome. And I love that. Um, Haley Hendricks, however, as a gay woman, I feel is also very gay. I don't know if she is gay. I don't know that we know anything, but the whole album and eating the pomegranate and you know, whatever, like every word that she says, I'm like, that's gotta be gay, right? So this is a hard matchup for me because I feel that they are both such gay albums. <laughs> I keep saying gay. Just say fruity. I don't know. They're fruity. They're, They're fruity. fruity albums. Yeah. Um, Zach doesn't like that. <laughs> I just don't think I'm going to say that, but. <laughs> I mean, it is like an interesting matchup in terms of like being gay as a man and being gay as a woman like I think it's kind of interesting from that perspective I mean I, I again I don't know if Haley Hendricks is trying to make this gay but I feel very gay about it so I'm gonna talk about it as if it's gay um so I am kind of split I think I lean ever so slightly towards Igor just because it's like a more cohesive story and it's longer which I think is not really a good reason but I just if I were to like pick one album that I could listen to and not the other one ever again, like I think I would probably pick Igor. Some hot takes coming in from Louis. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Um anybody else have anything they want to push in there? Yeah, go ahead, Jake. Alright. So I've been like thinking about this and my opinion hasn't changed in the slightest. I think Igor is just such an amazing album in like every facet and I, I i know it's personal it's my opinion but i just can't get over how well made i think this album is like i said in literally every way uh something that i kind of had forgotten about it that like i really resonated with like the first year it came out that i just like was blown away with and since I've sat with it for so long now, it like kind of got to the point where I was just like, oh, I love Igor, I love Tyler. But the one of the things that like really captivated me with it uh, was just like how, how much it felt like a movie or something, how cinematic the story felt. Like starting obviously with Igor's theme, like that's like the theme song, that's the overture, that's the opening number or whatever. And it's just almost entirely instrumental. There's just like, these like sparse things from Uzi and Tyler just like kind of peppered throughout the song but it's pretty much just like an overture basically and then every song from that point forward to me at least feels like it really is telling this this story uh both like sonically and lyrically of like the like different parts of a relationship like the the initial like the initial like 
feeling that you have and then the pain that comes later when you like feel like you're being manipulated like a puppet like on puppet and then uh <laughs> yeah crazy right that crazy how that works out it's uh super on the nose <laughs> but, but then gone gone thank you i don't love you anymore are we still friends it's like such an amazing way to close out a breakout a break up album in my opinion i think it really just like captures like the full experience the full story of this uh gay relationship as lily so aptly put it um <laughs> Everyone has to say gay at least four times or else you're not talking about Igor. (laughs) You must keep the theme by using coming out in some (laughs) some way. (laughs) That is our favorite phrase, I swear to God. Um, That's your favorite phrase. Yeah, I started it it with the whole wrestling thing. But I I just like... (laughs) There's no album that has like resonated with me, I feel like, for this... I mean, it's only been two years since it came out, roughly. Not even that quite, but I a lot of albums I'll like love for a little bit, and then you know, kind of, kind of move past them. But this album has just stuck with me for almost two years now, and has since it came out, just been like, I'm like, oh my god, this is like amazing. This is like the only album I would, I think I can like actually give a 10 out of 10 score to not that i like really like care that much about scoring albums but if i whenever i do just like in my my little head this is the only one i think that could earn a 10 i love it so much and i don't know that's probably all i'll say for now i could really go into detail but i'm trying to just keep it general about how i feel about it but i just love this album so much Mm. and tyler this is his his magnum opus, in my opinion. I really am curious to see where he goes from here because I don't know how you can top Igor. It's just so amazing. Yeah, well said, Jake. Cal, Riley, any uh, any more thoughts to turn in here? Um, yeah, I can I can hop in here. Um, I I this is one of the ones I had to pre decide because I was like the Haley Hendrix album, as you guys know, just surprised me so much. Um, like, I liked it so much more than I even thought I would um, that I was, like, pretty split because Igor is, is a very good album for all the reasons um, that Jake just touched on. Um, it's just so, like, powerful. Like, the, the message in it and storyline and the music itself, especially the music, like, the production on it is, you know, if you know even the smallest tidbit about production, like, the, the value that that album has, you know, in, in that sort of realm, is just incredible. Like, you know, there's so much intention behind every little sound and every little detail of the album. And it's just like, it's, it's hard. Again, like if you know anything about production, even in the slightest, like it's hard not to listen to that album and be like, wow, this guy sat, he must've sat here for hours, like just picking out sounds, like, you know, before actually playing anything. Um, it's just such a good album um and and the Haley Hendrix album is so good too and it's like it's such a hard choice because again they're like so different for so many reasons but at the same time they have like very similar threads I feel like and it's just like how they're they're good for like the same reasons almost like the production value on the um on I Need to Start a Garden is so good it's so good good and but like I just I don't know I will say I prefer the vocals on the Haley Hendrix album 
I do think she has a more sort of specific style that really resonates, um, especially with the lyrics she delivers. But I did decide. Do you on- feel that the lyrics are gay? I'm sorry to keep bringing like, this up. I feel that in both <laughs> albums, the lyrics are gay. But what I was going to say was, it's not. It's not an album. Neither of them are albums that are catered to a gay audience per se. Like anyone can listen to either of these albums and resonate with almost everything that's said. You know what I mean? Without blinking an eye. You could have the most like raging conservative anti-gay person listening to Igor and being like, oh my God, this is such a great album. You know what I mean? And they would never even really think about it. Um, which I think is is huge. Like that is such a huge thing because when you have an album that authentically can tell a you know a story of any minority community and deliver it in a way that you know anybody can listen to and appreciate that just is so powerful and so good um yeah i decided on igor i just it's these are hard to talk about they're just so good and like i hate i hate to bail the Haley hendrix album but i think i i think i did it a solid in the first round by snubbing SZA. Um, who I love dearly, and I think she did a great job on control for the record. Sizzle, please come on the podcast. Um, oh, it's way too late for that. Yeah, for you. buddy. I don't you know what you're. Have lost stopped. your right to ask um, SZA for anything. Thank for the you. record, SZA, I was more on the fence than Zach and Riley were. <laughs> that so is very true. Hate me less. You were on the fence, and then you chose poorly. I know. Not not to dish uh, but I, didn't, I realized I didn't say. Anyways, anyways, final decision is Igor. I decided. Hey, we're not voting. Save it for the vote. Your choice Same. can change. It's fine. Hold Unless on. It's we don't really even know. Obvious, like me. I'm not listening to like anything anyone else said. No, 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 no. It's going to affect my decision. No, I no, realized I didn't say a single thing about about I need to start a garden, but I do like that album a lot, and it hasn't like gotten. That was the, there's like two albums. I, I mentioned this a little bit ago of like the indie kind of singer songwriter genre that like as I kept listening started to like feel a bit less special just a just a bit and this was one of them this was one of them uh not that I dislike it or anything I do still like it but yeah ah no don't don't give me that don't give me that I don't know Jake I don't know that's kind of questionable I don't know about that one (laughs) um so from my opinion personally I think I did give Igor a bit too hard of a time when we first went through it. And I, it grew on me. I like it a lot more. Um, and I do, I agree with what you said, Jake, about it feeling like a movie a lot at times. And I think that's really cool aspect to it. But I need to start a garden. It's just like, for me personally, I love that album to death. And I think that it's, definitely much less of a like concept album like Igor is like there's less of a cohesive kind of story in there but I feel like the atmosphere of the album like it still creates an incredible atmosphere and I'd argue that it's like more atmospheric in a way like Igor definitely has a sound but I think the feel of that sound is less kind of like I keep saying atmospheric but like less atmospheric than I need to start a garden and I think the I do really appreciate the production on Igor, but I really like the kind of more, I maybe minimalist is the wrong word, but the more minimalist kind of production and instrumentation on Need to Start a Garden 
which I still feel is able to create a very strong effect. And I really like that. And also just in terms of music, I tend to gravitate towards that kind of stuff. And I think her voice and lyrics are absolutely beautiful on the album. And like you were saying, this album I've been listening to for like two, maybe a little bit more than two years now. And it's like, I've never, like, I, I listen to it like at least once a week, probably. I just love it so much. So When you're in a good mood. Uh yeah, it's like a nice like morning album, you know, make some coffee and some tea. I'm like, all right, start the day off with some Haley Hendrix. Sounds. Those are my thoughts there, Riley. Um, I think Igor has definitely grown on me this week. Um I um I don't know. I have a lot of thoughts floating in my head about what everybody's been saying but um i'm not gonna say any of them i'm just gonna leave you all to wonder um i just mm-hmm. i don't know i it, uh, the whole mm, let's talk about Haley hendrix for a minute um i love Haley hendrix i think she has the most beautiful guitar playing i think she is so like oh my god i just love the way that she plays the guitar and it's just like like her picking skills are just so amazing and it just um I think as you guys kind of were saying about Igor like it just never gets old to me like I never listen to that and I'm not just like amazed by the way that she plays the guitar and like her sweet little voice and like all I want to do is is you know float up really high and be able to sing like like fucking Haley Hedrix and Julia Jacqueline and like all those girls that can just like float up here and just sound like little tiny angel babies. Like it just, it makes me so jealous. It's unbelievable. Um, and I don't know, that album just really hits me hard. Every time I listen to it, it makes me really emotional. It makes me just feel all the things. Um, and Igor is something that I've been newly introduced to, and it's definitely been growing on me. Um, I think I'm just honestly drawn to the sound of Haley Hendrix way more. Um, I think as Zach and I have hammered that home, I think we just, we cannot, we we will live and die for Haley Hendrix. Um, So, yeah, that's all I'm going to say on that. Any, uh, any more thoughts or shall we, shall we vote? I was boxed. Should, should we vote? Should we vote? Lily then... has been texting hey. Riley this entire conversation. I was I just like to say, I can see it in your eyes. You're like, <laughs> it's so funny because she just texted me and she's like, I can't hide it in my face when I text you. <laughs> like, we've been texting the whole time. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a bitch. We're not saying anything mean. We're only talking about how much we love all of you, obviously. Hold on. So let's sorry. just let's get the vote done. And then, then we can... we'll we'll pause and we'll come back. Okay. Jack, you're so good at delegating. Yeah, you're, right. you're actually like really leading this conversation well. Sorry for interrupting again there, but uh... um okay, uh Callion, eyes up here, quiet coyote. What do you mean? All right. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are up here. Stop looking at my boobs and my purple sweater. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> Focus. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's vote. Let's just go in the order that we. Actually, no, no, no. Jake, what's your vote? Oh, I wonder. I wonder what it could be. Uh, Igor. 
okay, we got one Igor. I'm going to go to Riley now. What's your vote? I need to start a garden. Okay. All right. Callian? Um, bro, I, I was oh, going to leave you to last, oh, but then I was like, boy. I can't do that to him. Lily, oh, this puts a lot my vote is I need to start a garden. Not changing me. Last vote. Don't do me and Zach like that. I know, I know, but I am going to pick them. I'm so yeah! <laughs> Damn, I have, right. to, I have to, I have to. Igor wins. Three wow, to two over I need to start a garden. You know what's so funny, Zach? Yeah. We always stick together and we're getting pitted against each other in the next round. It's terrible. Yeah, it's I know, I was like, Riley's going to gonna hate me. It's the first, is this, is this the first head-to-head Crave host? Choice. All we do is agree. Yeah. Like Zach and I so, are yeah. just always eye to eye. We're always just right line. here. You know? yeah, let's, we let's are the same line. line. Let's see the bracket. Let's let's see what's what Well, well I was saying we take a little break, then we'll come back, see the bracket. Oh. Let's go pee. You gotta pee. Okay. I'm gonna pee. make I'm gonna go make a little drinky. Yay! Okay. Do I have something more than, than a beer? Patrick, cut till here. Stop cutting. Okay. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right. I'm going to share the bracket here so we can get into our next matchup. So as we see, Igor advances to the semis. And what album will face it? Let's find out right now. We got Crushing by Julia Jacqueline up against Toy by a Giant Dog. Shall we get into it? Let's start with Riley. Okay. Are you ready to get your feelings hurt? I don't think so. I think everybody's just talking about how much they love Toy. What are you talking about? Um... I love no, both I think these you're albums. Right. Well, okay, here's the problem is I just listened to hold on, I have a tickle. <laughs> this is so, so awkward. Yeah, I know. Um <laughs> just make him cut it. Cut my cough. Um I listened to Julia Jacqueline. I listened to Crushing, like literally right before we started filming. And that was why I asked to start filming at 6.30 was because I just wanted to listen to it all the way through again. And I had myself fully crying by the end of it. I was just like, I don't know, that album just, the way that she talked about bodily autonomy, I mean, musically, I think that it is definitely really, really, really simple. It is very, very much pared down. Um, And I think she is really good at building you know, she does a really good job at building a lot of harmonies to kind of make up for the lack of like um, guitar kind of complexity or um, just there's not a lot, um, at least instrumentally, that's like super complex, which I think is part of the beauty of it, but also kind of the thing that I'm like, okay, like she could have done a little bit more there, you know, um, but she still had me crying. So I I think that the lyricism on it is really amazing. Um, and I think the way that she talks about, like, um, I also thought it was interesting. I was thinking about how both of the albums are kind of about sexual relationships, just in very different ways. Um, so it's kind of a really, I don't know, just thematically interesting pairing. Um, um, I don't know listening to julia jacqueline definitely makes me very emotional 
um, when I listened to that album just because of the things that she talked about. Um, but to move on to Toy, um, I did a fun experiment yesterday where I listened to most of the albums while I was skiing. I was either listening to them while I was like driving up and down or while I was skiing. Um, and man, Toy has just got such good energy. Like it is just so fucking good. It is so like the instrumentation on it is so 1970s punk. Like it's just so like, I don't know. It just, it, it, for me, it has a lot of like the roots of punk, which is kind of what I'm drawn towards a lot of the times more than like newer stuff, like really crusty, crusty stuff kind of a little too, too, too screamy for me sometimes. But like, I don't know, it's just got like the instrumentation of like, you know, the Ramones or the Clash or some band like that, where it's just got like really good bass tones, like, you know, consistent, like it just is like loud and crashy. And it's again, not all that interesting or like varied. It's just like fucking great noise. It is awesome, awesome, awesome noise. And it's just like loud and it gets you excited and it just like gets your blood pumping in this really amazing way. And then again the lyricism on that album as i've talked about is so fucking awesome in the way that it is like so sex positive and it's just like the whole album is just like oh my god i want to get fucked and i love that so much so um those are my feelings about it all and i know that we've been there and done that but like that's what i was thinking about the last few days zach um just another quick note uh your microphone i think is rubbing on your like jacket no, I just made a whole manifesto. No, no, no. Like, uh, it was fine. Was no, 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 no. We can hear you. Worry. It's just, like, in the future, you might want to. It's not a big deal, though. I'll just fucking hold it out here. I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry you're that totally I'm good. such a fidgety, I'm sorry that you're having so girl. many audio I'm issues. Last week, it, last week, you just kept, like, going silent. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that yeah, that made no like this. I understand why it's happening at least. That was very confusing. Well, fuck me then. Anyway, does anybody else have thoughts? <laughs> All right. Um, well, since I made you go first, talking about the album you put into this tournament, I guess oh, I, I will talk about the album that yeah. I put in. So, mm-hmm. personally, actually, first off, I'll start with Toy and listening to it more. It definitely grew on me a lot. And generally, I will say, I think like high energy, loud music. I don't really listen to much. Like y'all know me. Yeah, totally. My favorite artist is Julian Baker. I don't really like that much. This is shocking. I know, right? Um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> but the album definitely grew on me and I think I really enjoyed a lot of the lyrics and the themes on it. And like you said, the instrumentation is really well done and maybe not clean, but like cleanly played. That's why it's so good though, is it's so dirty. Like it's just yeah. so loud. Sorry. It's, no, it, it's great. I totally agree with you on that. Um, then on the other hand, Crushing, you know, I put this album in. I think I talked for way too long two weeks ago when we first talked about this album, but I absolutely love it. And I think what you said with it being simple is something that really draws me to it because, again, I like kind of more restrained music. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really incredible how much she's able to do without having like this very complex kind of chorus of instruments behind her and the emotion that she's still able to get out when it's really just like her and a guitar you know like comfort is like like I cry to that song so much and it's like 
there's not much going on there. It's like mainly just her voice and maybe like a little guitar in the background. But beyond, like, it's just such a powerful and emotive song that Mm -hmm. I'm just like blown away every time. Mm -hmm. From the whole themes again, like I think I talked about two weeks ago, I just really enjoy like how it touches on all these different themes and experiences. Mm -hmm. Are you going to say something? Oh, I was just going to say, I was kind of thinking about julia jacklin versus um tyler and just the different ways that they've they've been able to convey a breakup and i feel like crushing just for me i know you guys love igor but it just is a lot more um honest i think and just the way that she's able to convey the breakup like i'm I'm sorry lily's getting mad at me but (laughs) the way Granted, I haven't listened to E. Gordon nearly as many times as I've listened to, you know, Julia Jacqueline. So I totally could be missing things or misunderstanding or whatever the fuck. But like, I don't know. I just, I it resonates with me, I guess is the way I should say it. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like crushing mm-hmm. definitely feels like how I feel when I go through a breakup. Whereas yeah, Igor, like I can appreciate for the story and appreciate for the incredible sound design and all totally. of that. But it doesn't like hit as hard for me as mm-hmm. crushing. And I think part of that is just like how sparse crushing is, is it, I think it's for me at least much more relatable because it's just like so laid bare and out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's all I want to say. I'll hit it, hit it over to Lily because she's making faces. Mm-hmm. I'm always making faces, apparently. Uh, pretty little face myself. of yours. <laughs> um, so initially when i was voting on these two albums i was like oh riley introduced me to this one so i'm gonna vote for it and zach introduced me to this one so i'm gonna vote for it so now i'm just picking which one of you i love more i think um so just Could keep that fun. in mind just keep that in mind <laughs> in my vote situation no. for me you have both betrayed me deeply and you know how um <laughs> so i don't care i don't love either of you anymore and that's really how it is um oh. <laughs> sorry i think I don't know if I said this when we were reviewing, but I think listening to Toy this week um, did a lot more for me than when I was listening to it before. Like I just was doing something and had the playlist on shuffle and then a Toy song came on and I was like, what is this? What's happening? What's going on? This is incredible. And then I like looked and I was like, oh, right. Yeah. Or it was even like a different playlist, I think. Anyway, but I was just like, stopped in my tracks of doing something else which is very hard to do um so i think toy has it for me by ever so slightly just because of the noise and the headbanginess and all of that like i do really also like crushing but i think it has kind of a different place in my in my life like it's more of a background noise type of thing for me it puts me in a very nice like calm centered space i you cry to it but i feel calm (laughs) um and i think that uh toy sort of brings me up a little bit in like a way that i really appreciate and then listening to the whole album front to back brings me up and like keeps me kind of up like it you know moves me around a little bit but it keeps me like above my general energy level um at the energy level that I aim strive to be at, which is higher energy. Uh, so, yeah, I think ever so slightly, toy has it for me. Sorry, Zach. 
Oh no, it's totally fine. I honestly very much expect this to be on a favorite toy, especially with Jake and Cal here. Um, let's Wait, hit it so, over to Jake. Oh, sorry, Wait, what? before we go over to Jake, is, does that mean you love me more? Um, well, as I said before, <laughs> I actually don't love either of you anymore. So, Understandable. you have been texting me, so I don't, I don't know what that says about that. I've Jake, also been texting who do you back. love more? Your turn. <laughs> Take your um, yeah, you break the tie. Who's better? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, so I guess I'll kick it off with Julia because that's the one that I talked about. I don't know if that's. Oh my god! Hello. Hi. Hey. Okay. All right. Us? All right. We're back. Yep. <laughs> god, I think the internet connection is actually worse in this room. Maybe. I might need to bring something else out, but um, yeah, just everyone keeps freezing. That's terrifying. Uh, Julia, anyway, Julia Jacqueline crushing. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to say to kind of bring it back to what I said about Haley Hendricks in terms of like some of the like indie singer songwriter albums getting just a little bit less special to me as as I kept listening this this was actually probably the biggest offender of that and I think that is because as everyone has pointed out because this is probably sonically one of the more simplistic stripped back albums which is totally fine that's just like the vibe it's going for um so yeah in in that sense it just like kind of captivated me a little bit less every time but I did actually start to like pick up on some of those things that y'all have been talking about with like the the lyrical themes uh especially in like the song like body that was the one that I noticed it the strongest uh I can't remember the hook but it's like it's just it's my life and it's just my just body. my body yep 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 uh uh sorry can just like sing it? I'm having a hard time remembering <laughs> um just exactly I don't I can't sing that's fair no one can. I don't know what that means, but I don't um, trust Patrick to cut it out, so I'm not gonna do it. Well, cool. You got this. Part. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how I felt about Julia Jacqueline. I I started to appreciate certain aspects of it a little bit more, and certain aspects a little bit a little bit less. Um, but yeah, uh, then Poi, I I really didn't get to speak much on this the first week. But I feel a lot more confident now in the fact that I definitely am going to be, well, yeah, I'm going to be voting for Toy. Uh, but you didn't hear that from me, but I'm going to be doing it. Uh, it's, I, I'll echo what everyone else has said about just like the energy keeping it up. Uh, it's, it's just like a really driving, pumping, moving, all the ing words because it's like a very actiony verby feeling album i guess um and and then yeah i i certainly don't think this punk album puts me in a, a rabbit hole of depression patrick hey buddy yeah. <laughs> but but <laughs> i actually i feel like i kind of get where where he was coming maybe where he was coming from when he said that i think maybe i'm, I'm like thinking about a lot of the the punk music that I've heard, not not specifically this album, but that is like actually kind of kind of like uh, 
crushing in the in the sense that a lot of the punk music that I it wasn't, but I wish it was. I wish it was. I'm just like thinking of a lot of this punk music that I've been exposed to that is like, I mean, one of the main things about punk, right, is like talking about like systems of oppression and and all this stuff. Absolutely, not not super fun to listen to or to to like dwell on. I guess the music itself can be kind of still really engaging and, and fun to listen to but some of the lyrics are what, what's going on that's just only my identity that's all i do is yeah. dwelling on social problems I'm sorry. yeah and, and you know i think i think patrick did make a good point that a lot of punk music does bring up those those themes and and they can mm-hmm. be i mean that's uh, kind of the essence of it it's yeah that is the essence of it we yeah. have punk music that's like not talking about stuff like that it it's kind of kind of whack oh someone said whack <laughs> oh callian said whack someone said whack kind of whack right now I speak actually. up callian don't type in the chat come on let our listeners hear what you yeah, have to I, say I, I you can't just hide it in the chat with everything he says um but right now because I know it's going to vote for To Climp a Butterfly later, and that literally only talks about social injustice. Social justice, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that's the bad not thing. To I was, not to call you out, but... I was just saying that I, I do, I get where, I, I just was saying I agree with Patrick in the sense that punk music can be depressing in a certain sense. But yeah, that's fair. So yeah, I'm going to be going... For the vote, save it for the vote. Wait. Oh, Sorry. Cut that out. Cut that out. Wait. I cut me saying that out. Yeah, Riley. Go ahead. I just can I can I just out of curiosity, what what are you what are you referencing? What are you listening to? Like what are the um let's specifics see. that are you thinking about when you're making this judgment call? So I'm trying to think of like the whole albums I've listened to. Uh one of them is is no FX. Oh, awesome. I'm sorry, I love them. Yeah, it's uh, Warren Warren Airism. Mm-hmm. That was one of the albums I listened to, um, where the energy and the feel of it is really great. But mm-hmm. like literally every or practically every song, besides like you know she's nubs and some of those other ones, were just like <laughs> about capitalism and imperialism and and super fun topics to to dwell on. Well, but, like, um, oh, yeah, my yeah. bread and butter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Uh uh yeah, uh with with uh Toy a Giant Dog, I'll just like some of my favorite tracks were um Roller Coaster, really great. That's and then Far and Away, my favorite track was was Angst in My Pants. I used it in my little Craveathon. Yeah, I love and it. I used I actually this is like one of my favorite like ways to like make a song is to like have a song playing on loop in Spotify and then go into like Ableton and like make a bass line or like a drum beat like as I'm listening to that and then by the end it's like complete you wouldn't even like recognize that it came from that song totally. but I, I I did that with inks in my pants because I don't know something about the drums and the synth was just like mm-hmm. that like screaming synth that like kind of rises in intensity throughout that song really got me and so I made uh, a little a little song to that because I was just enjoying it so much. So that's that's always a sign of like uh, I feel like me really appreciating a song. So uh, yeah, loved loved oh it. Gosh. This is like the upset of the year. 
don't think so. I don't think anyone's surprised by this. All right. Italian, I'm surprised. Zach is feeling company. a little hurt. I'm going to, I'm just playing it cool. I'm not, I mean, like, I expected upset. this. I knew it. I understand how people generally, you know, react to the music that I deeply love and enjoy. And that's okay. But, Oh, I didn't make, it, put this make it personal. You know, too. I mean, but, it's like, not that's personal fine. enough. I know I think you, you don't need care to bring about yourself me, but, like, the I, I need to center more. myself, of course. It's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to start off by saying that Zach has put me on some pretty, some pretty cool uh, artists. Zach is Zach? Who? <laughs> that I probably wouldn't typically listen to um, in my own time or search for. Yeah, he has played some songs in the car on a late night drive that I'm kind of like, hey, that's 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 pretty good. Um, so Zach, your music taste is great. It's fine. Um, good work. Thanks. No hurt feelings. Um, I'm mainly saying this to defend myself from him when I eventually vote for Toy because yeah, you would. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sorry, but the energy in Toy, I think. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start off with Crushing. So Crushing, I think was the one album I like didn't listen to basically at all last week. Like I got through like three songs or like the first time or whatever. Um, and I felt bad because I was like, wow, I just like did not give this album a fair chance. And I ended up voting for Toy because it was like, like I had actually listened to that one. Um, but I listened to it this week a few times and I, I like it a lot, but I do have to agree with everyone else um, that like sonically, musically, it's not like a very, it's hard to get pulled in by it from a, you know, musical standpoint. Like, it's hard to be like, whoa, that's the craziest guitar I've ever heard. Or, whoa, that's the craziest drum breaks, you know, I've ever heard in a song ever. Um, but that's not really the point of that album, I guess, you know. And, and it's definitely catered more towards the lyricism and kind of the emotions behind the voice. And the music just kind of acts as a, backdrop to that more than anything um which you know works in a lot of ways for you know what it's trying to do but um i think when you're talking about album of the decade i think there has to be a confluence of those things you know and you have to have something that's sonically kind of inventive and interesting and really draws you in and makes you say oh hey whoa that's really kind of cool like I wonder what made them think to do that. Like, that's really cool. And I think Toy definitely does that. And granted, I don't listen to a lot of punk, um, but I just, there's something about the energy on Toy that I just, I've all talked, we've all said it, even Zach said it, like something about the energy on Toy is just so, I don't know. And maybe I prefer it just because I have like a pos more positive association with it than I do with Crushing, just because Crushing is, a breakup album like it's not necessarily the most uplifting like you do know you, do you find it crushing a little bit i find it a little bit crushing um does it grab you <sighs> I think lyrically it grabs me but i i think musically it leaves it leaves something you know that i i want more of like i just kind of wish that I wish that I could say that I like the Julia Jacqueline album more because I feel like the, the, the emotion, the conveyance of emotion on the album is a lot stronger. Um, but since it's only coming through the vocals, like it's hard to really say that the album as a whole is better. I would say the 
um, Julia Jackson's vocals and vocal performance is a lot stronger and emotive. Um, and not that the toy one is bad or, you know, awful or anything. Like, it's very good as well. But I think that Julia Jackson definitely has, does a much better job of conveying what she's trying to say with her lyrics and her voice. Um, but as a whole, the toy album just, it's all there. Like, it all supports everything. Like, every single word that it said, you have the drums pounding in the back, and it pushes those vocals further. You have the guitars, and you have all the sounds just mashing together, and it's just so, like, it's like punching you. It's just all, but it's like a nice punch, like a friendly punch. It's like, hey, guess what? It's like, boom, 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 boom. It's like a mosh pit. Like, everybody's kind of in there, and yeah, it feels I'm like kind of scared, pit. but it's still fun. It feels like a mosh pit that's not, like, a Travis Scott mosh pit, where it's just a bunch of, like, drugged out people who are just like you know what I mean very, like, I don't know what you mean but I can tempo vibe you know what I mean like it's very clean and mm-hmm. up tempo and the the I don't like know a social distance mosh pit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> I guess uh, I like what I think Zach was saying that it's like so clean um and I think it is like for a punk album, like punk, I think it's usually associated with this really like gritty, grungy sort of like sloppy, yeah, garage band, just mm-hmm. noise in your face. You know what I mean? And this achieves the punk sound without feeling muddy or grungy or some kids recorded it in their parents' basement at three in the morning and the neighbors were pissed off at them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Which I think is a really cool feature. Um, But Julia Jackson, you're always, or Julia Jacqueline, (laughs) never mind. Um, We just lost another friend of the pod. Julia Jackson. (laughs) Um, Julia Jacqueline, you're always welcome on the pod. Hopefully, Patrick cuts out what I just said before that. Oh my God, please. I would love that. Bring it in. Um, um okay can i say one more thing before we knock out yes. the album that i put into this tournament well i like pushing those act grow up zach some of us got our albums kicked out first let's just vote then fine okay lily <laughs> what's your vote I'm, oh gleefully no not i don't know i vote for toy with regret and remorse okay riley toy jake Toy. Oh. Higher than I'd like the toy. Oh my god. I have to vote for Crushing. Just in there. I mean, right. I love that album. Hey, that's our second four to one, guys. That's. Woo! This I don't is know so if that's a good thing. Does like... that mean you guys like Crushing as much as you like Evil? I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Um. Okay. <laughs> so. That's what the tier lists are for. Like we have our first semifinal matchup. Shall we go to the bracket then? Yes. Can I just say I didn't think any of you guys were gonna like that album. I thought it was gonna get knocked out on the first round. I'm so happy. (laughs) Zach, not to rub it in, but I'm just like No, 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 no. It's fine. This is absolutely how I expected. I honestly don't expect crushing the guild past the first round either, because I know it's like like I love it personally so much and I have a strong personal connection because like of when I heard it and all of that, you know, going through a breakup, hearing a breakup album, mm-hmm. and it's just so emotionally potent to me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect any of you guys to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we're just niche people, Zach. That's how we. 
So we are. We don't expect to do well with the groups. We just expect to do well with each other. (laughs) All right. So we have a first semifinal matchup of Igor versus Toy. Let's get going on the second semifinal matchup. So first, in the third quarterfinal, we have to pimp a butterfly versus circles. How are we feeling about this one? It's a nail biter. It's a nail biter. Um, I like don't like it. I can start. If no one else. Yeah, let's go with Cal. I think Jake needs a moment to like grieve because one of these is going to be knocked out. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is probably one of the worst imaginable matchups. Um. For me personally, um, Circles is just like such a powerful album, and like Max' performance on it, so raw and like ethereal almost. Like it's so weird to think of this album coming out after he's died, and like it's still so present and relevant. You know what I mean? Like he's just such a captivating artist, and I feel like he never got the full attention he deserved maybe in the popular sphere i mean he's definitely a very popular artist but um you know when you look at some of his contemporaries like he just never really but it didn't seem like he cared about that as much um he was definitely a music first type of person and this album felt like sort of the completion of his transition to a more lyrical and emotional um side of his music which i think is really cool um, and you definitely sort of get this insight into his life um, and kind of how his emotions are operating, how his feelings affect his music and his just his creation process. Um, but that being said, as good as the album is, and I, and I think last week I was saying that like it's it's a good album because like you know even if you don't listen to the lyrics, like it's it's still a bop. Like you can listen to this album, not listen to what he's saying, and be like, hey, this is good album like it's just good music um or you can listen to the lyrics and be totally destroyed um but it's just it's not something's missing i think i don't know if we can all agree but i think something is missing if you've listened to previous mac albums um there's just like a a little bit of a disconnect between this one and the others um this one is very good but something like Mac Miller's final touch is missing from this album. And it's because he didn't get to finish it while he was still alive. I think I like to think um, somebody else had to kind of put the pieces together for him. Um, and I think that leaves a little bit to be wanted again, um, kind of like the Julia Jackson album. Um, in a lot of ways, like there's just something that doesn't feel completely right. Um, and I think that for that reason, it's not as great of an album as it could be. Um, but I do think it's short. It packs a nice punch, which is really nice. Um, it's not a 25 song, you know, oh, this artist died. Now the music label wants to capitalize on it and release the biggest album ever and see how many people stream all 25 songs, um, which is nice. It's refreshing. It's a great album. I love it. The Pimp Butterfly is... I mean, it's the production is excellent, the lyrics are excellent, the performance is excellent, um, the the whole theme of the album is excellent. Like, there's just nothing about it that really they didn't cut any corners. You know what I mean? Kendrick had a vision for this album. He sat down and he said, "I'm gonna make this album, and I'm gonna make it 
and it's gonna achieve exactly what I want it to achieve. And he did that. Um, there's not very many people I know that say they dislike Pink the Butterfly. Um, it's just such a powerful album. And even, you know, aside from like any social movements that impacted Black Lives Matter, um, you know, protests and stuff, you hear All Right played a lot, at a lot of those, the song All Right. Um, even aside from that, it's just such an impactful album because it kind of represents this, this not really a shift, but it represents this sort of legitimization of um, sort of authentic story that isn't about drugs, money, rap, you know, rap life, women, the fast life, cars, houses, you know, it's about all these other things of like, you know, hey, I had a really rough upbringing. I grew up because of a lot of these things that I can't control. And this is how it makes me feel. That's really raw. It's really authentic. And it's just such a hard album to beat. Um, that's all I have to say, because I could talk about both of these for a while. Can I yes. put in here real quick? Um, Jake, my recording keeps freezing. Like I, I, but my audio is totally fine, but the video is not. So I can still send it to Patrick, but there's sections where it's just going to be me moving on video. Okay, I mean, like I think right now, not... everybody is frozen for me. Interesting, and yeah, you're frozen for me right now. Yeah, I feel like it's not the biggest deal. I feel like the the audio being okay and just like generally having the video work is the most important thing because I don't think anyone's like watching the whole thing for three hours. You know, even yeah. if they are watching it on YouTube, which well, did anyone watch the last one on YouTube? The first one got like ten views. I mean, I think some people is complaining, so. <laughs> I don't know. Margo watched it? Huh? Did you yeah, say I, yeah. No, I said Jordan watched Good it. Good to know about oh, Jordan watched right, it. Right, right, right. Hey. Yes. Shout out. Okay, yeah, so I thought I'd let you know. But I'll okay. send it to Patrick and we'll be fine. But okay. Yeah. Anyways, Mac Miller, I wish he would have been alive to finish it. So it would have kind of had that final sauce on it. Um, and Pimpico Butterfly is just a, a perfect project. Like, there's nothing really wrong with it. It's hard to say that there's anything bad about it. All right. I'm going to go next because I'm in charge. Um, I think because also yeah, Hal um, made a good point there that I want to kind of go off of with. I think that I really like Circles, I will say. And I do think that had Mac been alive to finish the album, I think it would have been even more phenomenal. And I think that might be the piece that Cal's talking about as missing, where it's not completely finished demo or completely finished sessions and all of that. Like someone had to go in and fill in the gaps and polish it up. And so, I mean, I think there's always going to be a what if listening to the album being like, what if this hadn't, you know, like what if he hadn't died and all that. But then on the other hand, the fact that he did die and then it released makes it such a even more impactful album because this is like, it's kind of like that final words his last note to everybody um so i think that's definitely an interesting context to look at and this matchup for me is kind of difficult because these albums occupy very different spaces for me um i think continuing with the idea of context it's hard for me to separate um kendrick's album from the context that it exists in you know like with all of the social issues it deals with and the fact that it came out in 2015 and all of these other issues that came up with the album and the kind of like recognition of this album 
it feels like this album was a turning point for a lot of people in the industry and maybe in the more popular culture as well to kind of recognize that like these issues were real issues and whatnot and i don't know i don't know it's probably like a dissertation or some shit looking at that but i think it's interesting to look at the album because for me it's interesting to see that this album receives so much praise but a lot of the praise is devoid of like actually looking at the album as music which i think is hard to do because it's such an impactful like cultural piece and the context around it is absolutely important um that that's just something that is always in the back of my mind when i'm listening to the album like it feels it feels bigger than i'm like listening to if that makes any sense Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not like a bad thing or anything it's just something that I think about often when listening to this album and it's a difficult album for me to just listen to or any songs off it to just like kind of casually listen to because there's this whole kind of culture and hype around it being such like an impactful cultural moment and whatnot um, yeah so I don't know difficult choice between the two yeah right you yeah I just want to build off of your point there i think as a very ignorant human i just like going into this i just it was an album for me like i just didn't i didn't know anything i didn't know anything about the cultural impact it had like obviously you can hear in the lyricism like what's it about but um it's funny that you say that it feels bigger to you because for me like the musicality of it was kind of what stuck out to me first where like just a lot of the kind of jazzy elements to it just like really popped out to me. And I was like, oh, fuck, this is really cool musically. And just like sonically, I was thinking about it and I was like, wow, this is really amazing. This is really amazing. And then after last week's episode, when I realized that I am an ignorant fuck and I don't know anything um, about the cultural impact and everything that happened at the Grammys, like I just, um, I was ashamed of not knowing that, but then like, going back and listening to it and listening to it for the lyricism of it is um was just like a totally different experience for me where I just I don't know it just felt like I was getting punched in the gut like consistently I was just like holy fuck this like it just oh my god it just it 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 is crazy the amount of emotion that it pulls out and the way that it speaks to the times that we're in and just like it 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 feels shameful you said it came out in 2015 like the fact that it came out in 2015 we're in 2021 and this is still like spot on relevant like it 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 uh, uh god i can't even begin to um narrate my feelings about it but i mean for me it hit me I I had the privilege, I guess, of listening to it in kind of a sonic way and then listening to it more for the lyricism of it. And just like it hit me both times. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then should Shake I keep going? Lily. I mean, if you want to keep going, go for it. You have more to say? Um, not about to pimp a butterfly. Anybody else can. Do you want to say anything about circles? Yeah, I mean. I I guess I was thinking about that one as well. I think Driving Alone is a really good time to listen to these albums and think about them because I I did some introspection. But um, um, I mean, as I said last week, it hit me in a really strange way where I didn't really know why that that album affected me because I had never been 
like a Mac fan prior to 2018 when he died like he just I just didn't really listen to his music you know and I like still don't really know any of his other albums like I'm sorry but I just I just don't but this one is very emotional for me um but I think I kind of agree with everybody else's sentiments where it's like like I don't know. I just wonder what he would have done on it if he had been there to finish it. And like, like even just the way the album ends is kind of like, it doesn't sit very well with me. It kind of just stops, you know, and it's, it just, I don't know. It lets, it leaves things to be desired because of his death, which is really shitty, but it's just like, I don't know. It just hurts to talk about and think about but it's just like god i wonder what he would have done with this had he been alive you know so everybody else hop in all right let's go to lily lead jake to last i was gonna hope that you were gonna do that i didn't want to be the last word um yeah i agree that this is a super tough match up and i'm i don't know that i agree about circles in particular with everyone i think that i can see being like oh i wonder what mac would have done but i don't know that that like reduces it for me very much at all like i think i kind of like it how it is and like i obviously wish he was still alive but i think go yeah sorry i just want to interject real quick that like i don't really think it reduces it for me it's definitely just something that is on my mind thinking about Mm -hmm. it like Mm -hmm. because just it's such a heavy album because of the context of his death, but that's something that when I'm listening to it, I can't like divorce it from that. Okay, but, sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to mischaracterize. No, 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 you're good. <laughs> no, I think the word I wanted to use was bittersweet. Like it's very bittersweet mm-hmm. because you're always thinking, it's always in the back of your mind, like, is this kind of the direction he would have taken it in? Or is there mm-hmm. something else on this album that would have been added by him? Or is it only these songs? Did he have something else in mind? Were there interludes? Was there a better finale? Was there a better intro? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I meant. But I, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm definitely yeah. not. Sorry, I'm not unhappy with it, and I don't want to like say like whoever the people who yeah. finished it did a bad job because I don't think they did. Like I think it's phenomenal, but it's just like something that plays in my head. Sorry, mm-hmm. keep going. No, I think that's like a totally fair point. Just to be like, what would he have done? Would it have been the same? But like. I I don't know. I think that isn't quite on my mind that as much when I'm listening to it. I feel until like the last song when it's like next I'm suddenly starting over onto the next album and I'm like, wait, what? I think that for the most part I like really appreciate sort of like the different tones that each song takes and how they all come together so that it's like yeah that's you know totally an album but it's also like a different enough mood between each song that i like you know enjoy listening to it's 50 minutes or whatever and don't feel like you know someone forget if it was jake was saying about like some of the indie rock albums like being a little monotonous like i totally get that but also sometimes what i want is monotonous (laughs) um and so yeah i don't know it's definitely very hard to talk about circles as if it's like Mac's whole album because obviously he wasn't able to really put it out how he wanted to um but I still really like it and as far as to pimp a butterfly goes I also really really like that one I think that is like 
just such a good album and like the jazz like Riley was talking about is so such like a fun um addition and like just using so many different types of music all in the same album while like not really being like oh and then we're gonna have a feature from this person and this person and this person so that we like can make an album that everyone's gonna like and it's gonna be like the people's album it's like still very much Kendrick's album and like for his fans but it's like different enough that every song is very interesting I I don't know I think both of them are in their ways very influential culturally and mm -hmm. I think Kendrick's lyricism is like more impactful to me than Max's and that is maybe the main difference between the two of them. I think it's also I think for me too the jazz elements are also a really cool kind of I don't know just a cultural element to it as well just mm -hmm. I don't know it just like they're so cool anyways. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's also cool because like if you think about like the crossover between I, I know it's your turn, Jake, sorry. But like if you think about the crossover between like hip hop and um jazz, like at its origin. Exactly. You know, taking drum breaks from yeah. jazz songs. Uh like this album is just such a cool like homage to that in a way. Mm -hmm. Like um and I and I believe correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if anyone knows, I think he got Kamasi Washington to play on a lot of the songs. Oh cool. So it's not yeah, just samples. Right? Like it's it's live jazz, like live jazz recordings. Oh, that. that's so fucking cool. Um, I love that. Really cool. It's a lot like the Dark Fantasy album by Kanye, where it's like an original composition on a lot of the songs. Um, that you know was very you know, methodically like planned out and written and structured in a way that it made the whole song flow together and it didn't just take, you know, some sample off of a vinyl or some digital sample they found online throw it in and say hey that's jazzy and fun it sounds cool they wrote it for this album they wrote it for kendrick's lyrics and they put it together and it's magnificent um yes zach sorry i'm done real quick before jake goes um what did you say it was a nice homage 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 Oh yeah, if you're gonna oh correct my. me, I would be careful. <laughs> if you're gonna say posthumous, isn't it French too? It's a French. Yeah, wait, word. no, that's why I'm asking. Is wow. it? Oh god, homage <laughs> is homage. <laughs> I didn't know. I under I underestimated Americans. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait, so did you Can know you it was pronounced upset? homage in French, but then you yeah. tried to say it the like um, way you thought an American would say it? Yeah. That's funny. Kick yeah, him off the call. <laughs> Pretentious cat. All right, Jake. Oh, no, no turn. Just, does anyone else want to talk? I'm sorry. Uh, not, not enough people have talked before me. Does anyone else want to go? No. Um, all, all good points. I'm glad that everyone got to, to get everything out. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, jeez. I hate this one. I hate this one so much. This is, this is terrible because I guess I'll start with Pimp a Butterfly and, you know, not to sound too much like everyone's just like off screen, not to sound like you murdered us, Jake. What do you want? <laughs> that that was so like, unexpected. <laughs> not to sound like some freaking Fantano head or something, but like, it's just, the Pimp of Butterfly is so, like, perfect in every way. It really is. It's so hard to, like, talk about it 
and especially it's not that hard to talk about it it's hard to compare it to other things and try to like oh geez it just it just everything everyone said from like a production a like actual like instrumentation and like playing standpoint to the lyrics it's just like a really really amazing album and i think it's everyone's frozen but i'm gonna I guess I'll wait. We can hear you. We can hear you. We can hear you. I'll wait till everyone comes back. He can't hear. Oh, he can't hear us. That's so cute. Okay, is everyone back? Could you guys hear me the whole time? We've been here. Okay. (laughs) I I just saw nothing, but cool. Uh, yeah. It's just we freeze for you. Just keep talking because I we can hear you every time. So okay. Good to know. Good to know. I will keep that in mind for the next time when you guys can't hear me and then it is just me talking to myself, but um yeah it's just it's just an amazing album and i think you know in 20 years or whatever it's definitely going to be standing the test of time 20 30 whatever however far down you want to go it's going to be just one of those like incredibly important uh landmark albums of the the 2010s when people think of the 2010s this is going to be the thing they think of, like I think, uh, if if you just had to boil it down to one album, so that's that's hard to compete against. But Circles is also an album that has been growing on me these past couple of weeks. I'm so happy, honestly, that I've finally listened to a Mac album in full and started to kind of get that full appreciation. I thought what you said, Callian, was really interesting, and it does make me want to go back and listen to Swimming or divine feminine or uh what i don't know all of his like albums that he was able to like see through uh the whole way the whole process because i'm curious to hear if if it like feels really different to compare it to one of those because i i can't compare it to those but just as this album stands on its own it's it's really i think a, a great at this point tribute to his life and so many of the things he tried to achieve musically and lyrically that like I said I don't have the full picture for there but like I have little, little bits and pieces from what I have heard and I think it it really just like brings that beautifully together uh I'll keep mine kind of shorter because everyone has said a lot of really good things already uh so yeah I'll I'll let the vote start I'm gonna run to the bathroom <laughs> You guys vote. You keep me last, just like you did for the uh, discussion portion. And uh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what's hey, on that? Is that dogs? Hey, dogs. Oh, dogs. <laughs> That's nice. Oh my gosh. Uh, I just want to. I just want to jump in and say one more thing. I wonder if. Um, excuse the voice crack. Um, <laughs> I wonder if um, Divine Feminine would have been a better um, Mac Miller nomination for Album of the Decade. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm kind of surprised that this was the one. Like, I think yeah. it makes and Kylie. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk about it, Kylie. Uh, can't text you, so I'll do it live. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I think like because so much of the criticism, or not even criticism, just like something you can say about it is like, well, he didn't get to finish it. It's like, why give this as his like contribution but I also understand like it was obviously also very culturally influential that it could like come out in 2020 and all of that so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
I also think personally, I don't know if I said this a little earlier, but what I was trying to say is both these albums for me are very hard to divorce from the context around them. I was going to say the same thing with mm-hmm. this specifically. Like circles is honestly like I don't really want to imagine it, but like I don't know if we would view circles in the same light were Mac Miller still around. Mm-hmm. Like if this was the polished circles. I don't think it would be a bad album by any means, but I think the fact that it had to be finished posthumously, did I say that wrong? No, yeah, Austin. wrong. You said it <laughs> spot on. What? No, no. No, he did not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> posthumously. Okay, after posthumous. his death. It had to be finished after his death. You guys like, roasted I, me for overcorrecting. I'm not going to let him do this. This album I've is like burned, so. so hard to talk about or think about in any context other than that right Mm -hmm. and so i mean i don't know i feel like that gives it a stronger weight and i think divine feminine is a really good album but i think it has i mean one it has a very different sound um Mm -hmm. but also it's just hard like i feel like this album has kind of taken over the narrative of mac miller you know it's like it's the end of it that's what's challenging too is that his like sound changed so much between albums like to the point where his fans were like what the fuck are you doing you know like he really had to like change every album so that people couldn't be upset at him for like changing you know what I mean like it's that classic thing that bands and artists fall into where it's like if they try to change their like fifth album and people are like really mad but if they try to make change the constant then it's like you know easier to stomach and I think he tried to make change the constant but it was like then hard to figure out like you know what would he want us to be like talking about as his like you know Mm -hmm. I almost wonder if like like I think about Amy Winehouse and how her music has kind of moved out of that like I wonder if Mac's gonna be kind of entirely not entirely remembered but like if a lot of his memory is going to be centered around circles or if it's kind of gonna like mm. in the next 10 years or so like kind of move out of that and move more towards like wow this is just an amazing artist hands down you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it's interesting to bring up amy winehouse because i think it's interesting to see how people view artists when they die what we perceive as like early and too young like when they're at the kind of like height or climbing part of their yeah. career what do you mean what we perceive as early or too young i don't know what the fuck <laughs> Because, as you pointed out, Lily, at one point, we can die at any time. So yeah, we can die at any time. We can die at any time. So We're lucky to like, not be dead. She said that was that was your blurb from SZA. What, I remembered it. What I mean to say is like how we treat artists when they die young and when their careers are still like on an upward trajectory. I think is very interesting because we don't get to see the full like arc of their career. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Amy Winehouse is a really interesting case of that. Like, I'm not calling her bad or anything, but I think it's an interesting case of how her popularity kind of boomed in the because wake of, of her death. death. Yeah. yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Nothing to think about. All right. Great? Anyways, let's let's get the vote on. Jake wanted to go last, so I will start with Lily. Like oh I don't even remember what we are talking. Oh, to pin the butterfly. <laughs> Temple Waterfly. <laughs> like, I don't know what the other one was, but I know that's what I Hit wanted. Hit it to Callion. Um, Wait. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to say T-Pep. Butterfly. Riley? Pin the Butterfly. Mm-hmm. I, this is hard for me. 
I'm not going to lie. I wanted to go last, but since I said Jake could go last, um, I think I got to go with the Butterfly as well. Hard to vote against that album. <laughs> as, all right. I think it's going to 5 vote two times in a row. Because, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. See, that's what I was saying. I think it's going to win the thing. It's hard. See, this is what my issue, honestly, like why yeah. I was hoping it Zach wasn't in the bracket. Like Zach it's a hard a album to vote against in any of these like best album contexts because it's just one really well put together, but then two the like whole context and like mythos around mm-hmm. it. It's like, like it would be so fucking good without the whole. It has Grammys a weight and everything. It, you you know? know, it is amazing without that, and then the fact that it's like, oh my god. It's, it's got all the right stuff. It's perfect. It's so funny that we did this whole song and dance. Like, we all listened to albums for hours. We recorded these episodes for hours. And then we are all going to end up in the same place that everyone else ended up with. Literally. Depend the Butterfly is the best album of the 2010s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally <laughs> every decade end list that anyone has ever made. <laughs> we don't know that yet. That's true. That That's is just the start of the semifinals, and we'll use that to segue yeah, to besides our last Igor, of course. Two and a half quarter final matchup. <laughs> we Jesus have Christ. Melodrama versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. I can go first. Lily? So I am like pissed the fuck off that this is a, even a matchup that I have to talk about. I am so tired of both of these albums. <laughs> I like them both fine, but I am furious. <laughs> leave me alone. Leave me alone, Lord. Leave me alone, Kanye. Just leave me alone. So it's okay. They here. have to go up against the Pippa Butterfly, so neither of them are making it. <laughs> Whatever you say here doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh, you were so right. Like, every time I'm listening to both of these albums, or like in the last weeks we've been doing this i've been trying to listen to them all the way through and be like albums here they are as albums i'm like i know all the lights i know sober i know all these songs like i can't i can't stomach listening to it through because of like the chorus structure that each of them have like they're just i personally feel that my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is kind of a pop album so like the pop yeah situation that he's doing i just am like please let set me free from this hell of (laughs) chorus like you're killing me um so that's really where i stand most (laughs) but if i'm taking off my angry cap for a moment i think uh shock i don't know i'm really calling you can yeah i need to listen to what each of everyone else says because i think that um like fantasy is has so many songs that are like still so played and like i really like them and they're like great songs for when you're dancing or whatever like there's just and same with melodrama melodrama has like a lot of i mean every every song on each of these albums is like completely perfect on its own and like someone was saying about um to pimp a butterfly like oh i don't feel like i can really listen to any of these songs in isolation but like both of these albums it's like every song in isolation is like totally fine and like really great to listen to um so i feel that like comparing them to each other is in its way perfect but also makes me so upset and angry obviously um i'm very excited to hear what everyone else has to say to convince me one way or another though riley yeah, away. I am just gonna hop in this 
the right in the deep end with Lily because I feel pretty much the same way where I just don't ever really feel that strongly about poppy music. It doesn't really do that much for me more than anger me. So in my case, I just like as much as I do like Lord and like have a connection with her from like my early kind of high school years, like listening to it back, I'm just like, you know what? Like at this point in my life, it doesn't really like do that yeah, much for me. Totally, totally. And I, I'm sorry, because <laughs> Lord, I just I don't want to do anything. I just I I feel bad saying that. And then fantasy is one of those things where Lily and I have just been ragging on Kanye for so many years. Like we've just been <laughs> just absolutely ragging on him left and left, right. And I like I don't know. I feel like. I don't know. I feel like more of a personal connection to like, like Lord's music just because I haven't listened to Kanye until like literally this week um, or like the last three weeks or whatever the fuck. But um, but again, it's I don't know. It's it, it 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 is a pop album. It is it surprised me with how good it is. But both of them, I was just kind of like, eh, you know. So convince us. Can I go next? Please. Okay, because I want to kind of take you back on the thread of apathy, because I want to be honest, these two <laughs> albums I don't really care that much about. But I was, I gave Melodrama more shots, because I've heard Fantasy multiple times through. So I gave Melodrama, I listened to Melodrama a few more times. And I will say I was, this is maybe the meanest I will be ever on this podcast, but I was so okay. underwhelmed. <laughs> it's just like so well-polished pop and there's nothing wrong with it but it just didn't do anything for me and like the most interesting part was like hard feelings slash loveless for me and i was like oh this is kind of cool like the industrial this fun production on this i like this yeah. <laughs> right but then just everything else is just like like you said lily everything is a good single and to me i'm like i don't know if that makes a good album like all the songs are totally fine Uh but i feel like every song is standalone and i don't like how they go back together but then also calling back to my my homeboy that was knocked out earlier crushing i feel like that does everything melodrama is trying to do but better in the words of like a breakup album and trying to invoke emotion and whatnot it is much more sparse but i mean personally i love it obviously this is all just my opinion i don't need anyone to agree with me all of this is all of our opinions exactly I just Jake like, and Cal are being real quiet. Me and Riley are like, yes! <laughs> I just feel like just listening, man. for I, a breakup <laughs> album, it falls so short, which I understand. It's like it's like a well-produced mainstream pop album that's kind of more on the, like, the dark side of pop, and I do enjoy mm-hmm. that, but I don't, you know, it's just such a eh, album for me. Yeah, I want to say something. I just have a quick question. What was it against last week? Because I did not feel the same energy. Portugal. It was against Portugal, man. And I, I yeah. like the first time through, like I and I have nostalgia to some of the songs, you know, it's mm-hmm. like I don't hate it. I absolutely don't. It's just like in this time, it's time to get down to business and give my real opinion. I'm not sparing anyone's feelings. <laughs> I think this was Jake's girlfriend's album pick, and I'm very sorry, Annie. Um, she doesn't even listen. It's fine. She didn't even listen. She's not gonna hear this. It's fine. It's just like <laughs> Melodrama to me is just such a fine album. Like it is just so fine like it's okay but it is never more than okay personally okay and then 
fantasy, I um, fantasy. I also like. I enjoy a lot of the songs off of it. But like Lily said, as an album, I struggle listening through it. I can't deny that it's a well done album and it is like well produced and there's good parts. You know, like Nikki's verse on Monster. There's like so many parts of this album are very high in like the cultural world of pop songs and all of that like I can't deny that aspect but to me as an album I just feel like it's like just so okay and it's like I think I said this last week it's very like grandiose and like maximalist and for me it doesn't do a lot in that sense and I guess melodrama in the same sense when I'm comparing it to an album like Crushing it's much more produced and there's much more going on when I really just want that raw emotion that I get from Crushing if I'm talking on a breakup album so for me, both these albums kind of occupy similar spaces where I'm just like, okay. So that's all I had to say. Um, Jake, go ahead. Yeah, I just, I just want to, I've been holding this in for so long now, and I just want to get it all out. I just want to get it all out because I don't know. I'm feeling very, very, I feel like the universe is off balance with how I'm feeling about these albums or something. It's it's weird. It's Kanye versus your girlfriend, really, I think, it's, is the choice you have to make. So just keep that in mind. I've, yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a very good point. We will be calling Annie up depending on how you answer this question. Yeah, she's not gonna listen, but we'll we'll let her know what the we'll results are for sure. <laughs> um but I don't even know which one I want to alright, I'm gonna start with melodrama because I I actually feel kind of differently than everyone else where this is an album that I've heard multiple times all the way through but not a bunch just just a few times just like maybe once or twice in my entire history I've heard them all the way through and then I've heard some of the bigger singles quite a few times but as I've been listening to it more and more it's actually been growing on me a lot and I think I think everyone has made completely valid points so far, but I was just like surprised at how how it's far and away a pop album. And I think the thing that sells that the most is Lord herself, the vocals, her vocal performance, not even necessarily what she's saying, but just the the vocal performance that she has is is very poppy and anthemic on pretty much every track as I kind of mentioned last week with like the whole like every song feels like you're like just like in a teen movie basically um but in a lot of ways I was like surprised at how much I feel like depth and texture there was to a lot of the production uh and and I just kept noticing more things the more I listened uh just like the industrial sections in the Louvre and hard uh loveless slash hard hard feelings right yeah yeah um that stuff and then even like sober last week i talked about the uh the annoying uh sort of synthetic brass tones uh and i i i stand by that point but like that song is like fucking really good but and and even the horns kind of work for it it doesn't really feel as panic at the disco as I initially felt that it did. Um, so yeah, I was just like surprised by how much I have been continually, continually uh, finding an increased enjoyment every time I listen to this album. Um, I really think it's 
probably one of my favorite pop albums of the decade. And and I also will say, because everyone was like, yeah, it's just not really like pop that much. But like for pop, this is pretty good. Pop is probably my favorite genre. I mean, I listen to like probably more rap, but like pop, I just I just think it's so interesting to like have this like kind of formulaic, more basic structure and then see where you can take it. That's why I love stuff like Charlie XCX and and so like the hyper pop element of pop. And I think like I, I said last week, that kind of pops its head. Jeez, I'm saying pop a lot. Kind of pops its, rears its head up uh, on this album a bit here with some of those like textures. Oh, sorry, Zach. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to wait for you to finish. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, it yeah, like it grabs, it rears its head around uh, here. But I just really, really, really love pop music. I think it's one of those like weird things where like the more music you listen to, at a, at least in my journey of like discovering music and what I love, I just like find myself being increasingly drawn to like pop music because it's just a, a more simple structure. And then certain artists take that and like really run with it, like Lord or all the hyper pop people I've mentioned, or like gorillas. There's just like so many interesting directions you can take mm -hmm. pop. And it's uh, it's just like kind of my favorite genre. It's like what I kind of want. When I'm producing music, I always like try and like think of how how an artist would work over it and like give, giving space to them and just having these pop sensibilities. I think it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. And Lord, I think her album is amazing. All right, now the real bombshell that I've been Wait, can I about. interject here? Oh, yes, quick? now, now you On the can topic go. of pop, I too also really enjoy pop. And I was honestly surprised at how my opinion of melodrama went down from the first time I listened to it all the way through a couple weeks ago. But it's just, it didn't, it didn't do much for me. Like you mentioned Charlie XCX. I love Charlie XCX and I love what she does with pop. But I feel like what she does is much more exploratory than what lord is doing on melodrama yeah yeah like she's pushing I, the boundaries in a lot more ways but maintaining this fun pop structure and melodrama just doesn't it, it feels a bit one note throughout to me and i'm not getting the like emotional hit that i want from this album where she's trying to convey these heavy emotions about like feeling alone and going through a breakup mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally, I get that. I, I, if I was to compare it to Charlie or, or I, I forgot to mention Grimes, it's, it's a very different ballpark and style, but, um, I, so I, I, I totally get where you're coming from and, and agree, but yeah, I, I still find myself being surprised with, uh, Lord. And so now I'm going to move on to my man, my favorite artist. I'm still, I'm sticking to that. I don't feel different about that, Kanye West. But God, especially thinking about it critically and like trying to analyze it for this series, this album in particular has just like gone so far down in my like, in my mind. I can't even believe it because at the start, at the start of my Kanye uh, obsession, whatever you want to call it, this and Pablo were the two things I started with. They were the two things I loved the most. I hated 808s and Heartbreaks. I thought it sounded super like corny and weird and like dated and it does, but like, oh my God, this, the longer I have sat with it sounds 
even more dated and like i just i just think it's such an overrated album and i i haven't really felt this strongly about it until this process of like listening to it over and over again because it's just like it's it's the kanye album right it's the kanye album that every kanye fan loves and every non-kanye fan is like oh if you're going to listen to a kanye album this is the one and i just i just don't feel that way anymore um I, th- I I want to point this out really quickly. This is something that my girlfriend brought up that I thought was hilarious. Uh, and then when she brought it up, I realized that this isn't the only time it happens on the album. But she was trying to think of all of the lights. And she's like, what's the song where he just like lists off like kinds of lights? And I was <laughs> like, that's so fucking funny. It's literally a grocery list, cop lights, street lights, flashlights, all of the lights. He's literally just listing off lights. And then that's like the same thing that Jay-Z does on Monster when he goes, goblins, ghouls, zombies. We know how you feel about the Monster <laughs> verse. <laughs> I don't hate, I don't even hate this Jay-Z it verse. It hits. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I give you a quick anecdote? I was running today, okay? I went for, I went for a little run. Hey, good for you. Good up. job. I had that song queued up. Okay? And I was vibing. I was vibing. And then <laughs> comes in and he's like, like warbly voice and everything. And he's just like, goblins, ghouls. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and I, I almost, I swear to God, I almost stopped to skip through his verse just to get to Nikki's verse. Because I was like, it's so bad and awkward. Hmm. He's it's so well. funny well. what I, happened what happened on that song i it's like kanye told him last minute hey send me a verse really quick so i can put you on the album and he's like uh goblins and ghouls <laughs> and then he sent it over and then it got <laughs> it's terrible it's a bad verse hmm. anyways sorry continue jake oh riley did you have something i was just gonna say i was looking for it yesterday when i was skiing also was vibing to it when I was skiing. Not gonna lie, kind of enjoyed it, but um, I was looking for that verse and I just didn't find it. I like literally was waiting for it to happen and I just like, I don't know, I just didn't hear it. It just so. went right over your ears, which yeah, is fair. Yeah, over my little virgin ears. They I have to played. disagree. I listened to Monster looking for that verse and I found it and I said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm, yes you job. did. And I was not mad like you all were. Yeah, no. I feel the same as Lily. I don't hate yeah. it that much. I don't much. hate it. I think it's so much fun. You brought it up. You hate it. <laughs> no, me? No, Jake. No, 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 no. I was, I was just saying it's funny <laughs> that all of the lights and Jay-Z's verse on Monster basically are just like listing kinds of monsters, listing kinds of lights. I just <laughs> thought that was really funny. <laughs> like shout, out, shout out to Annie. Not that she's going to listen to this. Shout but, out to uh, Annie. You can tell her about it later. Yeah. But... <laughs> Yeah, I don't hate that verse as much as everyone else. I I will concede that Nicki Minaj's verse is far and away the best verse on that song and one of the best verses on the whole album. With one that. of the high points. And I will say, still, I, I know I've been kind of ragging on my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, but I still think it has really high highs. And then some of the songs, I just I don't really want to hear that much. Uh, the highs, gorgeous, runaway. Uh, Devil in a New Dress, um, a few more. But just in general, the whole album, I don't know if I, I mean, I'll probably change my opinion. I change my opinion on Connie all the time. But 
I just don't want to hear this whole album. It's so long. It's so long. Blame Game is so long. Runaway is amazing. I'll never skip that song, but it's so long. Um, and yeah, that's that's probably where I can can leave it. I think we can get to the vote now. Wait, no, we got to hear Cal's thoughts. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot that I went ahead of you. And then you said something. I jumped in a couple times, too. The man who put a Kanye album in the bracket. Anything Um, to add here? I I definitely see um, kind of what you guys are saying about this album. Just both of them just kind of being just like you always hear about them. And they're good out they're both really good albums no one's like denying that i don't think but they're just i don't know i don't know something that they've lost their luster a little bit i think and they're so ubiquitous you know like everyone hears it everyone has played it a million times you know that's true that's true um i i definitely think that dark fantasy to me is just a better overall project like the amount of detail and amount of work that was put into it i think is a lot more and i think it it definitely sounds that way there's a lot more of a composed i I don't want to say finished a lot more of a composed sort of there's more of a direction to it if that makes sense like there's definitely uniform sound throughout the album um it's very recognizable any song on the album you hear you can say that's from dark fantasy that's a good album that's a well put together album um I I found myself surprisingly liking Lord more this week. Um, not enough to, as I've said many times before, I just can't find myself getting into Lord. I don't know why. Uh, I think she's a great artist. She has a very unique voice and very unique style, but I just can't get into Lord. Um, but it is. It's a very good album. It's a very good pop album. There's there's really not too much to complain about, other than uh, like Jake was saying, like those graph sounds. I, distracting and annoying i don't know who chose those um and i don't know why she okayed that on her album terrible decision. I like those sounds Everything i'm just else gonna about say that song. it i think that those sounds are fun i like the industrial noise it makes me feel like i'm back in the mine well then wow. lily chose it so there you go <laughs> lily okay it. um <laughs> um but i do I think that dark fantasy for me just much better put together album um there's more especially when you you know if you know the kind of backstory behind how it was created and kind of how it lines up to you know kanye's trajectory in the popular you know in society like popular culture like um it's it's a very cool commentary on sort of his um like you know i'm sorry i'm so sorry Lily and Riley are just tasting up peeing in a cup and saying I'm peeing in a cup right now and that's why I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you. Literally, I just want to clarify. This is the first time hearing of this. What are you talking about? You're gaslighting. I was going to say something. That's what Lily's texting. I just want to clarify. Oh she was God. like, I'm peeing in my cup right now trying to make me laugh and it worked. And I just wanted <laughs> you to know I'm not laughing at you. That's okay. right. Yeah, that's why we're all squirming. It's because Lily was it's Okay. <laughs> My brother doesn't have a UTI either. Surprise. I know my takes are bad, but I know they're not that bad. Okay. Um, Sorry, we're not making fun of anybody or laughing at you in any way. Yeah, we're only laughing at our viewers. And Lily. Jesus Christ. How are you sitting through six hours of this? Seven, eight hours of this? What the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Just listen to the music, you freaking idiots. Hey, don't hurt our number one fan, Lisa, like that, man. 
We have two fans, and you really want to kick them off? You really want to no, really want to kick them off the podcast? I appreciate Lisa and Julia and all of the moms that listen to this show. I think Morgan actually listened to these. Oh, she yeah. likes us. Heck yes. Um, Hi. Uh, excuse me. Wait, hang on. Before you continue, are you all betrothed? <laughs> How dare all of you bring a plus one to this podcast? That is so fucking rude. Back to you, Cal. Sorry. Who's not betrothed? Really? <laughs> Just you? You're going to do me like wow. that? Really? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, what Jake's basically saying right there is all really of us it's except your... Jake have shown our girlfriends on the on the, on the Zoom. Where's Where's Annie, Jake? Yeah, where's Annie? Hold on. Why are you hiding her from us? Oh ah! God, that looks terrifying. <laughs> no! It's so cute though. Oh her, Jake. So that breaks my heart even more. How dare all of you be so cute with your significant Anyways, others? Whatever, whatever. Order in the court. Yes, um, Anyways, um, melodrama, great pop album. I also like pop a lot more than I think I typically go on. Um, it's just a good genre. There's a reason it's pop, popular. That's that's why it's called that. It's hard, and it's very infectious. It's very catchy. That's what that's what it is. That's the point. Um, so you know, it is it is a good album. I really enjoyed um today the the loop the loop the loop. Wait, wait, say it, you little French ass. Yeah, what's going on with you, Callian? This is. He's French, Jake, by the way, in case you didn't pick that up. Ah, well, I just knew he liked French music, but. Oh, no, no, there's a reason, bro. I'm not one of those people that just. That's in Carter. I was going to say, name names. (laughs) No offense, no offense. No, um, anyway, I like that song, The Louvre. I don't know how you guys say it, but. Yeah, just, uh, just roll with it. All right. Anyways, I'm Did done. Saw a hand. Right. Yeah. Um. I I just want to. I didn't even talk about this because I feel like we talked about it so much with Pimp a Butterfly, which it's kind of interesting. That's 2015, halfway through the decade. This is at the very beginning. You you bring up a good point. The impact is undeniable. The impact, the legacy of this album, completely uh holds the test of time. And even though. I kind of talked about some of the dated sounds and, and choices and stuff. I agree. It, it really has helped up in a lot of ways. And in a lot of ways, I still love it. So, uh, and it's, it doesn't, even though I like 808s more, it doesn't sound as dated as 808s. It doesn't yeah. sound as dated as Graduation, which is my least favorite Kanye album. Really? That's all yeah. I have to say. That's for another I episode. Think, I think, That's for another episode. Yeah. I just, I feel like it just sounds so old. Like even even like dropout and late registration sound fresher in a lot of ways to me. All right, moving on. Enough Kanye. Let's we'll save for the Kanye. This episode. is. Um, yeah, I will at this point, we do need to have a Kanye episode. We do. Uh, I will say that I think fantasy has held up better over time than melodrama has. I think melodrama definitely sounds. Melodrama's three years old. Really? Is? That's it. No way. About twenty eighteen, didn't it? 2017. Oh, 17. Yeah, oh, okay, my bad. I think yeah. late 2017, so closer to three, maybe. Um, yeah, it's that's not, not so that old. It feels old. That's the magic of Jack Antonoff. That's not uh, Jackie boy. You're gonna do him like that. <laughs> All right. Jack, Jack is a goat. We're not disputing that. All right. Let's, uh, well, yeah. let's. Sounds like we've all had our opinions. Let's vote. Let's get the quarterfinals <laughs> done with. Let's swing it over to Jake first. 
I can't believe I'm saying this, but melodrama, Lord. All right, Riley, I think I know where you stand, but hit me up. I don't fucking know where I stand. Can you let me know? <laughs> okay, I'll come back to you at the end. Lily. I can't believe I'm saying this, but fantasy. A mix-up, Cal. Fantasy. I think I gotta go melodrama on this one. Oh, Riley. As as Riley. <laughs> Riley. I'm gonna do something dirty to you all. Especially you, Zach, as my other. I think I have to go fantasy. I, I, could go, I could go either way on that one, really. I just yeah. wanted to make you choose, because I don't want to choose. I don't even know what's crazier. The Kanye stand going melodrama or Riley going fantasy. This is That just is absolutely not. It's like which one do you wanna go against Kendrick in the semis? So we have fantasy. Oh my god. I think it's also funny that we talked about those two albums that neither of us really cared about all that much for forty five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Holy we shit. But now we're in the semis. So um, I think this do you guys wanna take a quick break so I can use the restroom? Like give me like Let's get into the semifinals. Here is our bracket. In the first round, first semifinal, we got Igor versus Hoy. Second semifinal has to pimp a butterfly going up against my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Let's start at the top again. Igor versus Toy. I feel like we already gave our kind of general thoughts on albums, so let's yeah. maybe talk about how they compare. Um, Riley, let's hit it to you since one of these is your album. Um, I still love Toy. Igor still doesn't do a whole lot for me. Well said, Queen. All right, Jake, <laughs> over to you. President. Well, I I first want to say that I think it's kind of interesting that the way I I perceive these two albums, at least, there's a little bit of crossover in terms of like that thing we've been talking about with the the punk energy, the like noise, the like That's driving. Yeah. And it's not on every song on Igor. It's on most of the toy songs, I would say. I think I'm trying to like, I don't have like the whole layout of the album known as well as I do with Igor. I think it's a little like, like the first song, the first few songs don't even like necessarily sound quite as punky. It like definitely has a little bit more of an edge, a little bit more keenness to it than like the singer songwriter albums, which are just completely out of the picture at this point. It's I also want to say it's crazy that three out of four of these albums are somehow like hip hop albums. I just wasn't expecting that to be the the yeah, I'm the so semifinals. Bad. Yeah, semifinals. Each spy on a technicality for no reason. That's all I'll say. Yeah, if if it was against circles, I don't think it would have been any kind of question, but um. Yeah, anyway, uh, I just like, I just think there's like, especially with songs like New Magic Wand and What's Good and Igor's Theme, I feel like there's a little bit of a crossover with that like punk energy, okay. which is kind of cool, uh, especially New Magic Wand. That song is just fucking amazing. I I love that song so much. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know oh, how it, he's how, an animal. How it be. Yeah, that, that, um, yeah, that's that's like just kind of an instant comparison. Um, but yeah, I also feel like mm, I didn't. Maybe I'm missing something. 
but I and I also don't think this is something that any album needs to have or should like necessarily count as a mark against it. But I feel like with the Giant Dog album, there isn't as much of like a a storyline. I feel like thematically, it all kind of ties together nicely with the like mm-hmm. the uh, liberating kind of sexual themes that it has going for it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it has like as much of a storyline, which is not necessarily a good or a bad thing. But mm-hmm. I think Igor kind of comes together a bit more conceptually for me and then just overall has a more interesting sound and uh, direction mm-hmm. for me. And I will leave it there. Great. Okay. Since so. I'm the host, I'm going to toss it back to me right now. I think what you <laughs> said about concept albums versus novelty too related to what we're going to say. So I'm just going to slip it in real quick. It's interesting to me how many albums are in here are more concept albums. Mm-hmm. Like when we mm-hmm. think of what the best album is, it seems like a lot of us gravitated towards something that as an album is a cohesive idea or story. Like you have Igor telling a story, Crushing, I'd argue, is a con- more of a concept album with front to back, like it's going through this kind of breakup. Uh, to Pimper Butterfly, you could say this concept album as well. I don't know if Circles is as much of a concept album. Um, and then My Beautiful like Twisted Fantasy could be argued to be a concept album front to back as well. Definitely, yeah. To clarify, I was looking at the quarterfinals there. In case yeah, no. Refreshing um, But I think it's interesting so how many of... I'm Sorry. always... That's why you threw Crushing in and then... Got to center myself. SZA. Yeah. Which makes sense because quarterfinals... I mean, right, SZA, Okay, Control, concept album. Twin Fantasy... Also a concept album. album. You know, um, I think... I, I mean, it makes sense why concept Liberty albums... too, for God's sakes. Because we're yeah. not talking about, like, our favorite artists of the decade, our favorite songs of the decade. We're talking about albums. It's so like, cohesive from the So, yeah, it it's interesting. Sense. That's the only point I wanted to raise. Both of the, This is a hard semifinal for me. Both these albums actually grew a lot on me from the first time we listened to it for this than the second time. Mm-hmm. I will say, I think... Toy is kind of along the lines of music I generally listen to, like in my day to day. Like that kind of fits more into like I tend to listen to metal music, but I do listen to a, a decent amount of punk and. You know, when but, where was this energy when it was up against uh, Crushing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley, can you take away from the game? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, please. I'm a diplomatic um, queen. I cannot. <laughs> But Igor, I was honestly surprised. I was ready to like shit on Igor if it went past the quarterfinal before today. But I listened to it today and it really grew on me, honestly. Like I was like, I did not get annoyed by any of the production choices at all. And I was like, this is honestly really solid. Like it, it just finally clicked for me. So this was a hard match for me. Um, Lily, you want to go? Yeah, <clears throat> this is also a hard matchup for me. I think, yeah, similarly to Zach, both these albums grew on me. As albums, yeah. Mm-hmm. As albums, I feel <laughs> that Igor is just like a little more cohesive for me and what I look for in an album because to a point you made, many episodes ago Riley you were like I feel like it's kind of like walking through a park and I do feel like it's kind of like walking through a park but I think also totally. the story of Igor carries it for me in a way that Toy does not quite do just because it doesn't have a um, 
beginning, middle, and end type of situation. It's just concept being like about the same sort of idea. And like, I think that the way that toy flows is really great too, but it just is not, I mean, Igor is like very explicitly like is the story album of story albums. Like it's just so perfectly that, um, but I really like that in albums. And I think I like Igor just ever so slightly more than toy. Mm-hmm. Just to bring it back to an mm-hmm. earlier point, I think um, I think that you are actually really spot on with that. I think that it's kind of similar to like, I'm not comparing it to melodrama, but like it's kind of, I think a lot of the songs on there stand alone, which is why I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's because I really like all of the songs individually, but I think you're exactly right that it like has a kind of overarching theme as an album but it doesn't have a storyline um so totally with you on that jake did you want to come in yeah this is the only album slash artist that i i keep forgetting if toy is the album or the artist can someone answer that for me real quick toy the is album. <laughs> okay cool i the i don't know why i've been having such a hard time with this one but um i yeah, cool. Thanks for answering. That's all right. Let's hit it over to Kalyan. <laughs> Finish this yeah, off uh, with some wise comments. I think just based on what Riley and Lily were just talking about, I think the way that I would characterize it is like, um, Toy is an album I would keep coming back to for specific songs. Um, like when I'm in a mood for a specific song, Igor is an album I'd come back to because I'm like, I'm feeling some ego right now. I just want to sit on my bench in that park and let Tyler, the creator, spin his story to me. Your bench. Good for you. I got yeah, a bench has come up a few times. I'm glad to he know that it's that a friend of the pod, analogy. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know what I mean? Like, there's some albums that you come back to that you really want to listen to the whole album. Um, like, even if you originally come back to it for just like one or two songs, you end up listening to like seven of them in a row. And you're like, now I want to listen to 10 of them. Now I want to listen to the whole thing because I'm here already. So, and I love this album so much. Um, Toy for me, as good as it is and the energy that it kind of brings, that's kind of what I got from it. Um, basically what you guys said is, is the best way I think to say it. There's a theme, all the songs are connected to a, to, to a central sort of idea through the album. There's no story. There's no real reason for me to say, hey, why should I listen to this song and this song instead of just this song um, at any specific time? Um, Igor, on the other hand, I feel like there's a story and not just in the lyrics, but also in the production. It's very interesting for me to be like, hey, where is he going to take this next? Like, you know, we've, we've got we've got Earthquake. Great song. It's a bop. You can dance to it. You can sing to it and everything. Where is he going to go from here? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how does the story play into the production? And how does the production play into the story? How does he bring back the vibe, you know, from Earthquake and kind of bring it down into the next song and then to the next song and then to the next song all the way to the end of the album? It's it's an interesting listen all the way through. There's a, enough diversity of sound that you're like, you know, he switches up his flows, he switches up his beats, he switches up his sounds just enough that you're like, forced to kind of be like what happens next toy i feel like as well put together as it is i just don't have that like there's no cliffhangers for me i feel like it's a one and done i can listen to a song and be like 
that was great. I'm in a better mood. Now I'm going to move on to this other album that I like, this other artist that I like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And I think it totally, I mean, as to bring back my own point from the first bracket episode, I feel like it <laughs> is always up here. You know, it doesn't really come down exactly, that much. Yeah. So I can see so I, where I like, uh, we, w- we would want to tug and pull, you know? Exactly. And Igor, I think Igor gets criticized by a lot of people for being kind of a flat monotone sounding album um, because it is very similar all the way throughout to mm-hmm. a degree. Um, but I do think that as far as the storyline goes and the way the production plays into it, there is. There's that kind of ebb and flow. It pushes and pulls you in. Um, and, and you do. You want to know what happens next. You want to know what is Tyler, the creator, going to whisper into my ear next? Oh my God, he's so good at this. Um, that toy, I just, again, I'll put it on in the car if I'm going up to ski or something, and I'll be like, let's get pumped. And with a couple of my buddies, you know, turn it up, let's go. Um, and then we're going to switch over to like some other song next. Um, but yeah, that's basically my point. That's how I'm differentiating the two. Um, Sorry, I was, about, I was going to call Lily out for texting, but she just put it in the chat, so it's cool. Uh, Jake, what do you have to say? Oh, I just wanted to say that uh, that's like, I feel like what you just said, Callie, and about both of those albums is just something I've been trying to like articulate with a few of these albums at different, sorry, at different points, different points throughout these last few episodes. I, I think that was just a really good way of articulating it. Uh, just like the, like, I would want to listen to this album all the way through versus here's a few songs that I would totally love on their own. And some of them are going to be better than others, but the whole album isn't just as much of an experience. And I feel like I've been just trying to like find the right way to phrase that. And I think that was a good way of doing that. So thank you. I'd agree. Okay. Are we ready to vote on the first semifinal now then? Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's hit it up with, uh, Lily, start us off. Once again, I forget what we're talking about, but Eagle. Oh, it, mm-hmm. No, I remembered, Eagle. but it took okay, me a, cool. several <laughs> seconds to get back. Um, let's go to Riley. Riley. All right. Um, I will go. I This is tough for me, but I'm going to have to go Igor. Whoo! And I really struggle with that because I don't want the final to be like hip hop versus hip hop, but it will be. Um, oh, wait, Cal, yeah, how do we get I here? told you guys that Tinkerbell Butterfly would win. Just saying. Cal. Well, we don't know yet. Um, Hit us with that vote. But probably. <laughs> and as thankful as I am to Riley for putting us on to Hangout, mm-hmm. um, it's got to be Igor. And I also want to say this isn't like, like hip hop versus hip hop. This is like true. That is true. Good different point. styles. Very different styles. Fusion with like soul R and B pop hip hop fusion. This is this is a lot. This is a lot. I'm really just mourning the death of all my sad indie girls, so that's all I meant to say. Oh yeah. Fair May enough. they okay. live on in our hearts and souls. Uh Jake, what's your vote here? I wonder what my vote is. It's definitely Igor, but I also kind of want to say really quickly, um, Wait, what did you just say, Cal? I'm sorry. Me? Oh, everyone's broken. Fuck! Okay, you're going to try to remember what you said. Because I know you can hear me. You said... I said... Um, can you hear me? That... Can you hear me, bud? 
What did you say? Okay. All right. Oh, you're back. You're back. What did you say, Cal? You hear me? Okay. Yes. Uh, what do you mean? What did I say? What was I talking? What about? was like the last thing different you said? Different styles of hip hop. Different oh. styles of hip hop. Okay. I was gonna say yeah. Um. I just like I'm thinking about when Tyler won the Grammy for rap album. How like a lot of people were happy. I was very happy. But a lot of people were like, this is literally not a hip hop album. This is pop. This is this is straight up R and B with like a few rap. Like I feel like this is just as much rap as circles is because i know a lot of people yeah. are like that was kind of Matt, one of max departures from rap and i feel like that's the same yeah. for tyler and then the other thing i wanted to say was that um i i don't mean to like genre shame or anything here but i think the fact that these are the top two albums and then the other one was kanye besides um toy and the top four i just think man hip-hop is like one of the most impressively evolving genres throughout like the and i know it's it's still relatively new like it's not as old as rock there's like other things that were in that statement what was that there's like zero genre shaming in here well i just mean i think it's like so amazing how much hip-hop has changed since its inception like 30 40 years ago to where it is now and it's like the most popular genre in the world but it's still like constantly finding new ways to evolve where like i feel like what was like the most popular genre before hip-hop probably rock they just never did when it was as popular or since like just evolve as much as hip-hop has and i just think it's like to me one of the most like compelling uh genres uh, of all time, that and electronic music, I think, have the most room for like change and diversity. That would be a I'm good. Getting some, I'm getting some hot, sure hot podcast like episode. Riley Jake. has something to say. Wait, I would um, love to before we to go say. to what Riley has to say, for the viewers at home, Lily just said in the middle of Jake's field about hip hop and how diverse it is and how it's grown. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, member Hamilton." <laughs> and Remember. that's why I lost it in case Patrick leaves that in okay. Um, okay and I wish I didn't remember Hamilton but I do uh, Riley, your turn well actually, okay, because I was going to I got too excited before I actually heard what Jake was going to say and then everything he said was pretty much spot on and beautiful um, <laughs> I will say though that our bracket didn't really have that much representation outside of hip hop and indie girl you know, so that, that's very like, true. And I will also say that I wasn't actually that married to the album that I put in. I just was like, like, I didn't want to put in another indie girl album and I didn't like, I don't know any fucking hip hop, but like, I just, a lot yeah. of the reason that I put the album in that I did is not because I like, am totally obsessed with it, which I am, but um, I think there are a lot better albums of the last 10 years, but at the same time, it was just like, we kind of had two two camps where everybody fell into, you know. So um, that was just that's that I speak my piece, but also I think everything Very good point. was spot on. I think you are so right. Except electronic music, we're gonna have to talk a little bit more about because that's just like, we'll get into that. Save it we for the next. next yeah, pod no, not we today. I mean, it. we can text about it, but it's just like. <laughs> Not my, not my jam. But. That that took me the longest time to get into as well. Even when I was into hip hop, I, for the longest time, I was like, 
fuck electronic and there's still a lot of subgenres because there's that's like the thing with electronic it's just all subgenres there's a lot that i think are mm-hmm. kind of ass but there's a lot that i think are amazing and then like specific artists but conversation for another day we'll save maybe, it for later maybe, maybe riley you should consider that jake is mourning this week before you mention how bad yeah is, yeah but, man okay. this is this is rough <laughs> um and i i wanted my i wanted (laughs) i I forgot about this but at the beginning i wanted one of our questions to also be like what would have been your second choice of Mm -hmm. album of the decade and mine would have been random access memories by daft punk that is is wild amazing (laughs) hey that's a great opinion and i'm proud of you i just want to shout out how is that great that's actually such a good album such a fucking amazing album and very very not that daft punk didn't do this throughout their entire career with like french house being so derivative of like and sampling of disco but with random access memories shout out tiara they fully brought disco back into like a mainstream grammy winning album like that's just a full-out disco it's like disco influenced by house more than house influenced by disco all right we're really getting on all right here. i'm sorry i'm if sorry can i just one more final thought like for me my second dreams? album would have okay, been yeah. head full of dreams by coldplay um, does everyone so. want to say <laughs> i thought you were being serious you're pandering and kalyan's not even listening okay <laughs> okay move us on zach you <laughs> got it you got it going back to the bracket so we have one finalist decided. Let's decide the other one. In the other semifinal, we have Pudempa Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar versus My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. All Do we right. even have to discuss? Jake? Go first. Wait, can I, just, can I just apologize? Um, I'm sorry, my dad had to come in and like charge his computer, so I was like oh. trying to help him. <laughs> no, you're, you're all good. good. No let's worries. Just, let's swing it over to Jake. Start the conversation. Oh, man. <laughs> I just, I had nothing to say. I'm voting for my beautiful, I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm voting for Tenth of Butterfly. All right, next That was about to be shocking. I thought I was going to say, Callian, Jesus. I feel like you might have some insight on this matchup. Would you like to speak to it a bit? Uh, yeah. Um, I know I've said this about like every other matchup, but this is actually the hardest matchup for me. Um, these are like the two albums that I probably would have chosen personally. Um, but they well, were you both. didn't choose either of them. Well, because somebody put fantasy, and then I asked my brother to put an album. Jivon. But he put shout out to our thumbnail. Like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I put Pablo, which I don't regret. It's a very good album, I think still, but. Um, man, butterfly and fantasy. Damn. Uh, I gotta say, I gotta say, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like you all are gonna vote for butterfly for obvious reasons because it's a very good album. But I find it hard because I just, I have so much respect for the impact that fantasy actually had in the music industry at the time um whether or not people are still as into it today debatable but like um it's just it's 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 held up sonically i feel like um you know it's it's still an enticing listen even if you're not a big kanye fan even if you're not super into the kanye discography um it's just it, it it does draw you in you know, and, and certain songs are just so well put together and they're so pop and they're so hip hop at the same time. And it's it's just, it's this perfect like amalgamation of just like 
what sort of popular African-American music can be going forward. And I think it really did set the tone for sort of, um, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta slow down, man. Oh my gosh. What did I do? What did I do? I just don't know that African American music. Popular math. African American music no, no, might no, no. be the as best in, word. What did he say? As in, like, the genre of hip hop, right? Like, like taking hip hop, which is like a traditionally African American genre, right? Um, and kind of pushing it forward into a more popular sphere. Um, which I think it definitely did, the album. Um, Bro, you know, do you want to speak definitely... to here real quick? I was just going to say, I think African-American A is like not the term that is used anymore. I think we say black now. So like, Oh, I apologize. No, I, you're fine. It's, it's fine. What and you're hip-hop saying is, so... is generally much more worldwide than just American. Wait, like, what is? Hip-hop as a genre. No, 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 yeah, 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 no, it is, but it's like, it's an American genre, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, I had origin, yeah, sure, sure, sure. No, that's what I meant, that's what I meant. I apologize, I did not realize that African-American is not what we say anymore. My bad. Um, Taking sort of traditionally Black genres and kind of turning them into more popular, um, digestible, um, you know, albums and songs is a really important thing, I think. and not that there weren't albums that did that before, but I think this album sort of took a very controversial, controversial, controversial figure um, in the sort of pop pop culture sphere um, after his sort of Taylor Swift Grammy or VMAs debacle. Yeah, VMAs. Um, and it kind of gave him like a second life. And it, it sort of pushed this sort of blended sound of like this kind of hip hop sound mixed with this sort of very curated pop orchestral sound um, that really, really made his music more palatable to, you know, a wider audience than I think it had before, which really opened up sort of the, I guess the floodgates, you could say, for the sort of pop rap sound, um, if that makes sense. You can kind of think of artists like B.O.B., um, who I think really is, Airplanes was it? Airplanes in the night sky, like Houston. Yeah. Wait, that's a different song, isn't it? No, B.O.B. is on that. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's his song. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. With Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I was trying to say. It's just that this album kind of represented sort of a shift into making this hip hop sound blend with more of a pop sound. And it started to become a little bit more of this kind of palatable sound to a wider audience than just traditional hip hop fans um, who weren't about kind of the sampled sound or the kind of boom bap sound or the really rough, gritty, you know, lyrics that were for a lot of, you know, upper class, um, you know, white folks. It wasn't necessarily very relatable and it could be hard to listen to, right? and the album is just so well put together and it brings together so many different types of artists and types of sounds um, that I think, you know, it, it is definitely competitive with an album like The Pimp a Butterfly, which is also very, very, very diverse in its sort of sound. You know, it's got a lot of these jazz elements. Um, obviously, it's a hip hop album. 
Um, it's not as pop, I don't think, as fantasy. Um, you know, and, and I think that that does sort of lend to its, you know, authenticity um, of, you know, kind of Kendrick's message throughout the album, because it's not just like he released this album to be like, hey, how many listens can I get on Spotify? It was kind of like, hey, I'm going to make this album because I want to make this album and I want to speak my, you know, sort of truths and my experiences. Um you know, and I want to do it in a way that's authentic to me and the sound I like and the sounds that represent who I am in the community that I'm from. Um, and he did that. Um, and he did it very, very, very well. Um, and I think that it's the reason for me that it's hard to vote for one of these albums over the other is because they represent different points in music and they also represent different um, sort of confluences of genres and messages. The Kanye album is a very personal album. It's about him. It's about his story. And it's about what he's going to do moving forward in the music industry, right? Um, based on where he's come from. The Kendrick album is not necessarily about him. It's kind of about his experiences from the base of, you know, kind of the community he comes from, Compton, um, you know, and, and what that means in the greater picture of American life, politics, um, you know, society, etc. Um, so it's a lot more of a representative album um, in terms of sort of community, um, you know, and race, politics, and all of these kind of things that were really coming to a head at that time, right? In 2015, you have to start the Black Lives Matter movement, and it really starts to explode and become a big thing. Um, or maybe not the start, sorry, but like the, you know, that's when you start to see it really become like a huge thing. You see these huge protests and his music kind of coincides with that um, and becomes a big part of it. Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm just talking at this point. Great. I can't choose. Thank Sorry. you, Kyle. If you Riley, guys have responses, please respond. You were absolutely squirming. Do you have I feel like I said a lot of things wrong based on reactions, and I uh... not wrong. It's, Riley it's had a, a lot of finger subject. dancing. I did it's a touchy have a subject. Lot of it's hard. I just, I just, um, oh god, I'm gonna knock over a guitar and I'm gonna get in trouble. Okay, um, I just, it makes me squirm to think about the fact that it, like, to go back to the earlier point about Igor, that it is anybody's job to make something more palatable to white people or non-queer people or mm. cis people or whatever the fuck. Like, it just, I mean, I am speaking with oodles of privilege here. I am white. I am cis. Like, I am just, like, swimming in it. But it just uh i uh it just it really makes my skin crawl to think that the only way that hip-hop can be palatable or like mainstream is to make it palatable to white people and i think i'm also totally like in that zone of like i don't like know that much about hip-hop but it just like oh god it just i don't know it just made my skin go ah and i'm not saying that that's what you said but it just like can I, can I clarify? Can I respond yes. on behalf of Cal, actually? Yeah, you please mind? do. Because I, I, I think I definitely took a few words and was like, oh, no. No, no. I mean, I think what you're saying is totally valid. It's just, 
like I I think I said this a lot whenever we talked about this album last, but like I think Kanye absolutely deserves credit for like making hip hop mainstream and like what mm-hmm. it means to make something mainstream yeah. is to make it palatable to white people. So my, you know, Which is just it's not an issue people. with anything except for our own institution like that we live under. It's not Yeah, yeah. Well, that, it's not it's anybody's like, fault for that's the way that it is, you know. I think like that is criticism this album gets from mm-hmm. people who really like Kanye is like oh this is too like you have someone from every genre and you're just bringing them in to like try to get as broad of an audience as possible mm-hmm. which like you know fair and like is I personally think like really what he is doing but it is like effective in its way and it was kind of the first time that I was aware of that that like really happened and really worked and now it's something that people kind of do a lot like the Vampire Weekend albums will have like people from a bunch of different genres or whatever to like Mm. appeal to as many people as possible but like I think Igor is different and then it's like or I don't know we'll talk about that in seemingly the next round but like you know like it is more about Kanye's ability to make this something that is like pop enough and if that's a problem in its own right like Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. as opposed to Igor not necessarily doing that but it's still being a queer storyline which is Mm -hmm. um liked by a lot of people you know and that's Mm -hmm. it i don't know it just makes me like go ahead i just i i didn't mean yeah like i I definitely didn't mean that like it was his job or that it's anybody's job to make music more palatable to like Mm -hmm. anything um like especially hip-hop i just meant that that album kind of did that that did that in its own right that Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot of people who had never heard Kanye's music before. They knew him as this figure, um, you know, as this rapper who did a lot of controversial things in, you know, the public eye. And he was, in a lot of ways, a despicable person in the same ways that he is now, for more extreme reasons now, maybe justifiably so now. But um, at that time, he was kind of just like that guy who rudely interrupted taylor swift at the vmas and keep in mind in 2010 that was like one of the craziest things that ever happened you know what i mean like in celebrity land um now to us that's just like oh totally someone interrupted someone at the vmas please i wish that's all that happened at the vmas um (laughs) nowadays doing the craziest things you know what i mean we have people like not showing up because they're like oh I was supposed to perform, so I just ditched two days before so that the VMAs had to, like, figure out a new performance, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, at, but at this time, that was, like, the craziest thing, right, and then he comes back with this album that's just so well-produced and so well-put together, um, and not that any previous hip-hop albums or Kanye albums weren't well-put together, but they were so much more constricted into this, you know, hip-hop sound hip-hop genre which I personally love a lot of people love but it definitely restricted his audience and it restricted the audience that hip-hop kind of received at that time um when you have an album that comes out like this which incorporates elements of both you know this this very orchestrated pop sound um with hip-hop um it, it starts to appeal to a larger audience obviously right um and yes it is a criticism of this album for a lot of you know old Kanye fans that he, this is kind of where he starts to take a departure from his very, very, you know, 
classic hip hop sounds, you know, 808s and Heartbreaks as well. Um, but Dark Twisted Fantasy is really where people say, look, he started making pop albums after this. He started making albums that weren't really catered to the hip hop audience. They were kind of just Kanye albums that he's trying to get as many listens to as he can. Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing because this album represents a shift. And like I said, you have artists like um, B.O.B. and you know all these sort of pop rap artists who kind of pop up and start to do their own thing and start to you know create a sound that had its its niche throughout the 2010s. I think it's kind of died down a little bit now. But yet, um, I don't know if you guys know Chitty Bang. Um, no, just kidding. Um, there, there's like a lot of artists, right? Who 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 made who made, who made music? Like you'd see a lot of like Wiz Khalifa features on like Maroon Five songs. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, before like 2010. Like that's you know that's that's a weird thing. Like that's Wiz Khalifa and Adam Levine together on a song. Like whoa, um, but it worked. Nothing it, makes more sense to me in the world than that. Actually, I think that is a perfect. But that's the thing. Like, also, shout outs to uh, Adam Levine on Heard Him Say in 2005, Kanye West. <laughs> but you're making a very good point. I, 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 I have something I want to say after you finish your thing. Yeah, I know. Everyone does. And I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry. But like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, obviously, there's examples of it before. But like, I feel like after this album comes out, you start to see a lot more of it. And it starts to become a lot more acceptable to have this pop rap sound um, that kind of caters to a wider audience and it makes pop or it makes rap and hip-hop go a lot more mainstream than it was before um and that's what i meant by more palatable to like a white audience i didn't mean that like oh it's anyone it's you know black artists job to make their music more palatable but like obviously not like that no no um, no i wasn't coming at you i'm more just like yeah, no, and the I, fact I, that the, the fact that it becomes mainstream because it's more palatable to a white audience inherently is shitty, you know. Yeah, but so, I mean, at the same time, at the same that's time, where I'm mad. You can look at it the other way too, you know, where like, you know, you'll have a lot of like, I, I, you know, I have a lot of Latino friends who have like never heard like, I don't know, like Def Leppard, and that's like a staple, like that's like a staple of like, you know. So I don't know what that means. Def Leppard? No, I don't know. Rock band. Anyway, <laughs> wait. I feel like, has I feel one like arm. we're getting a bit off track here, Callion. So let's just let's just refocus. Are you good with what you had to say about Pimp Butterfly and my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Um, yeah. Basically, they're hard albums to to vote one or the other for me because they both represent very different movements within hip hop, and they're both very different sounds from different artists. And Kanye's album is a very personal album to Kanye and his story. And Kendrick's album is a lot more of a representative album that kind of speaks to social injustices against minority communities, specifically black communities. I'm done. That in its way could also be considered personal, you know, the experience. But anyway, Jake. That's true too. That's true too. You want to speak a little yeah um i don't even know are we voting now wait what's happening like what well did you have something to say i feel like okay we yeah we're still so, in the comment section i'm trying of the to remember even every like between cal and riley and lily and everyone i feel like a lot of stuff just got said and i'm like 
trying to remember everything I, I I'll, I'll just try and touch on, I guess, like the stuff that I remember the most. I don't know. Um, in terms of like, oh man, uh, pop and hip hop. I, I, I guess I'll first start by saying that I, I do think that this, this album certainly is an important point in history regardless of, of intention because i think I'm talking about sorry to interrupt fantasy or fantasy fantasy okay. sorry i think and this is something again that like the longer i've been a kanye fan and been listening i've started to like realize more and more is that kind of from the start like the very start i feel like not counting like the kind the sonic like palettes and the kinds of beats that Kanye was making just as a songwriter from the very start he was like so in the vein of pop music and pop kind of songwriting I'm thinking of songs like All Falls Down from College Dropout 2004 uh like I, I said a few seconds ago heard him say featuring Adam Levine in 2005 uh and then especially with graduation and 808s and heartbreaks just like in terms of like the kind of uh instrumentation used like the the synthy more sparse synths and drums which i think is like a huge thing you hear in pop music like giving more room for the the uh, artist to perform i feel like just just since the start of his career kanye has been a full-on pop artist and um i think it's undeniable that in a mainstream sense, dark dark fantasy does represent a um, like full like full circle basically of that journey of like it really blowing up. Like there were songs before, like Heartless is maybe one of the biggest examples from 808s of like it becoming really popular. But yeah, I just feel like that's like kind of what he's always been. And then I yeah I don't know. I, I that's that's kind of all I have to say there was there was a lot that just went down and there's a lot in the chat that I am not even paying attention to right now but uh I I'll, uh, I'll leave it I'll leave it there for now yeah I think like I mean obviously there's so much to say about both these albums and there's a lot I personally feel like we as a group of five non-black non um are coming from Boulder missing. and yeah. Colorado all that we cannot personally comment on mm-hmm. but there's definitely a lot to say about both these albums and their impact. That being said, are we ready to vote? Does everybody feel confident in their options? Mm-hmm. I guess we can, you know, discuss about this another time, perhaps. Yeah, this could be a whole conversation. This could be but... a whole episode, a whole week. This could be so much, and I'm sure so many people have said what we are I don't know why we're shying away from really doing the discussion now. We're only four hours in. It is, <laughs> it is late, and I have homework to do after this, so oh, let's fuck. vote. Uh, let's swing it over to um, me first, because I haven't gone first yet. And I am going to vote for To Pimp a Butterfly for reasons you can listen to earlier in the episode. Um, let's hit Lily now. You have also for reasons Zach said earlier in the episode. And Callion, the controversial one. Let's hear <laughs> Man. I, I feel I feel bullied into T Tab right now, man. No, 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 heart, no, man. Live your you. truth. I'm so split. I'm so fifty fifty though, so I'm like Live your truth. I don't know. I, I don't... guarantee you how you vote will not affect the outcome. 
I don't know. That's a good I point. Don't know, but <laughs> I, I honestly am so 50 50 that I, I'm just going to say T Pep. You can abstain. <gasps> oh, okay. All right. Is T Pep okay. going to take it 5 2 0? All right. <laughs> Riley, I think I know where you stand. Yes, you do. Can Let's I just say for everybody in the back. Can I just say that I I told you guys this was gonna happen. I said it might take it. I said it was Riley gonna happen, did. and now it's gonna take it five to zero because that's Riley what I'm going for. T-Pab. Jake, T-Pab. has it Riley wrong? No, T-Pab. has it Fuck. has it missed a vote in a single round? Well, no, it's been five zero oh, every round. All right, but like, okay, hear me out. Imagine if T-Pab had been against fucking Haley Hendricks in the first round. Like, who knows? What Zach and Riley yeah, might have fucking this- pulled for no reason. For no the way this reason. bracket was split up was very Yeah, this bracket was sure. a little little fucky. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Hey, there was some like- foul play on the parts of uh, Callion. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm throwing you under the bus for no reason at all. Let's hit the bracket one final time. <laughs> Let's change the subject. The final time. matchup. We have Eagle. Hold on, I need Tyler- to grab my character. I'll be right back. We have Igor by Tyler the Creator versus Katimpa Butterfly by Kendrick Lamar. Let's get into it. We've said we a should... lot about Let's both uh... albums. <laughs> Does anybody have a final thought they'd like to say here before we vote? Uh, I made like the whole remix thing at the beginning, so you guys better vote for Igor. <laughs> Jake has a strong take here. <laughs> this is very hard, and in I don't know how long this episode will be edited, but for any listener out there, I'm we have been so... at this for like three and a half hours now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really being sorry, at this Patrick. For like, like, yeah. I don't know what you used to edit, but uh, and this is too late to say at this point, but uh, and I feel like you you probably would know about this, but if you don't have a, a scrubbing tool, a speed tool, you might want to get that because I I always listen to these two times sped up when I'm editing. But I'm sure I do you're not, doing that as and well. It takes me about eight or nine hours. It takes me about the same time, so we're I put in much less quality. <laughs> All right, good to know. Thanks, Jake. Okay, Cal's back. Does Sorry. anybody have anything to say about this final matchup? I feel like we've talked about both these albums extensively over the course of this episode and the past two episodes. So maybe you should just vote. Are we all ready to vote? Yeah, I'm ready. Give your yeah. hottest take possible. Jake, you're ready. Hit the vote. I know what you're voting. Yeah, so, yeah. I, as much as I do think The Pimp of Butterfly is like a near perfect album in pretty much every way, I mean, I guess the one thing that I feel like Igor really has going for it is something that I value a lot, which is like a singular vision from one artist. Like, making every beat, mixing every beat, arranging every beat, doing all the instrumentation, all the vocals, everything done completely by him, except for literally the final stage, which would be mastering, I think is super impressive. And I I don't have any issues with Potential Butterfly as far as its runtime or length goes, but it, it's a very long album. And I feel like in terms of like enjoyability and like, Digestibility is that a word? Igor also kind of takes it in that factor, and then, like I said, just like the individuality, the singular vision. Not that I, I don't think Kendrick didn't have a very cohesive personal vision with T-Pab, but yeah, Igor, Igor still has to take it for me. 
right, we got one vote, Igor Riley. What is your vote? Temple Butterfly. Yeah, I think I've said my piece. We're tied one and one. We'll swing it over to Lily. What do you think? The grand final. I'm really reflecting, and I am shocking myself the second time this episode with Igor, I think. Okay. As it stands, Igor has two votes. Temple Butterfly has one. Callian. Oh my god. I'll leave myself for last. It's okay. Okay. Um, I, I just want to speak really quickly on what Jake was talking about because I agree. I think there's there's a huge factor about is he okay? Yeah, um, he's just he's readying. I'm he's just, getting I'm ready little, for this I'm moment. I'm a little nervous. Speak your piece. I think there's, there's, a, there's a huge amount of extra respect I think that goes towards Tyler the Creator with Igor because he did do everything. Um, you know, other than the, the couple of features that are in there and the mastering. Um, that is a huge, huge feat that, you know, like it, it, it's so hard to do. Um, but at the same time, I feel like Igor is a little bit less impactful culturally. And I also feel like the story of it is good, but it's not as... I don't know. I just don't feel as grabbed by it as I do with um, the Pimp Butterfly. It's just that the whole storyline, the whole relation of experiences and feelings and emotions through Kendrick's album is just so much more dramatic. Um, and, it, you know, I, I just lyrically, it's more impressive um, to me. Um, and I, I think that even though Kendrick didn't sit and, you know, individually sample everything and lay down his own drums and, you know, process a bunch of things and put some sick EQs and filters on it, um, you know, but the production on the album is insane. And he did direct a lot of it and he did have a lot of say-so in it. Um, and it was definitely his sound. And it's kind of the sound we've come to know from him. Um, you know, which I think kind of started a lot on Good Kid, Mad City, which, for the record, I kind of believe is a better album. But that's a, for another another time, for another episode. Section eighty um, is really good too. Not as good as either. Section eighty is also very good. Um, but I just something about the way the album is executed, um, and I think this is kind of what I was saying about the, the Kanye album too. Even though he did a lot more on uh, Fantasy than Kendrick did individually on um to pimp a butterfly i think there's just something so powerful about a group of different musicians coming together to execute the project um you know and get the vision completed and out there in a way that you know the main artist is actually happy with and endorses and you know it it, it is at the center of at the heart of um, and i think that to pimp a butterfly does that very well um, there's also more diversity of sound on Pippin's Butterfly, um, you know, just as far as the interludes and the, you know, like you have the poem at the end that he kind of talks with, or I guess interview slash poem thing with Tupac um, on Mortal Man, Mortal Men, Mortal Men. I don't remember which one it is, but yeah. man, thank you, Mortal Man. Mm-hmm. Um, like that, that, there's just so much diversity sonically that I feel like. Igor is lacking in comparison. Um, that's not to say there's no diversity, because I said there was diversity earlier, but I think compared to Butterfly, 
butterfly is more intricate and diverse and there's just there's something for everyone who can appreciate a well-produced hip-hop jazz fusion album with Kendrick's voice over it. So I'm going to go with The Pimp of Butterfly. The Pimp of Butterfly and we're tied up 2-2. So I am the deciding vote. And given I'm worried Jake might suffocate, I will just say <gasps> it is Igor. <laughs> that is an upset. What? My vote was actually for Igor. Oh. I was just being quick because I was worried Jake was going to die in his beam. It was getting a little hard to breathe in there. Yeah. Yeah, I, was really, he was gonna choke. I just I, I choose. I want to hear some reasons. Uh, I like Igor more because I think it really came down to I would listen to songs individually from Igor more than I would listen to any song off of Contempo Butterfly. Like I think front to back they're good albums, what? but no, I would no. take a song off of Igor. Like I would listen to Earthquake on its own. I would not listen to like you on its own. I'm I'm shocking myself because now I think if I were the final vote I would have well, sucked the butterfly. So <laughs> Well, it's too late now, Louis. I did it. I didn't do it. Decided. Tyler did it. We have Congratulations, okay. Tyler. Winner. Wait, name another song you would play off of that album individually. Off of Igor? Yes. I think. New Magic Wand. New Magic Wand. What's good, I think. Great pop songs. Mm-hmm. Puppet, great pop song. I think New Magic Wand and Earthquake are all songs that I listen to like on their own on Shuffle. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So great selection I think of sixteen albums. The bracket is Oh my decided god. What is happening? How are we this far? What the sake of posterity, <laughs> here is our bracket if you are viewing on YouTube. I can't believe this. Yeah. I can't pissed. Igor by Tyler the Creator takes Just... it all. Just give it enough Yeah, I think best. I have to listen to like 18 more Igors because I'm. I know the I'm best listening. album of the last decade is Igor by Tyler the Creator, and nobody can disagree with us because we are right. Mm-hmm. We decided after many hours of deliberation. And this is objective, motherfucker. This is absolutely mm-hmm. objective. Anybody else's opinion is, in fact, wrong. Thank you yep. so much for listening. This was Crave the Podcast. I am Zach, your host. This yeah. episode is produced by me, Jake Callion. Our, oh, Jake, you have something to say? Oh, um, Riley, I was just going to ask, have you seen, I don't even know why why I was going to ask this, but have you seen the, like, Igor aesthetic, like his wig and costume? I ain't seen nothing. Oh, shit. And also, do we want to really quickly, like, I and I do mean really quickly, just, like, go through our tier lists if we, if we have those, just, like, super quickly? Definitely oh, yeah. fun. Sure. I spent a lot of time on mine, so I wouldn't mind it. But if anyone's opposed, that's fine. I know Zach has homework. So. Yeah, Zach. Uh, yeah, we'll, like, we'll literally no, 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 just no, no, no. We'll just we'll go through this very quickly. Very good point. We will just quickly screen share. So for the listeners at home, Jake put together a very nice tier list, a maker for all of us of the albums in this tournament. So we all listed out where albums were in our tier list. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the wig. I'll share mine first, just just so to keep Jake, it. Go ahead. Let's keep it see. Moving. I have it pulled or up. Anybody listening at up. home, this would be easier if you watched on YouTube, but you can listen yeah. to us. There's an S, A, B, C, and D tier in descending order. There, S is the yeah. best. Yep. D yep. is the worst. Jake, just read what have you got? Just read yeah. them off. No, I don't need to explain. Um, I have in D tier. I have the Portugal the Man, 
C tier, the two indie albums that got a little notness, uh, Crushing and I Need to Start a Garden. I know where Jake lives and I will be going there after we record. <laughs> okay, keep going, Jake. I'm so sorry. These are in order. Uh, and then I have at the bottom of B tier, Koi, Historian, Puberty Q, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, Melodrama, Twin Fantasy, My Beautiful Dark, Twisted Fantasy. Crazy how that worked out. SZA, Control, Pinata, Circles. Oh, sorry, this is A tier now. Control, Pinata, Circles, Pablo, S tier, Fifth Butterfly. Wow, look at how that worked out. Wow. Actually crazy. Fifth of Butterfly versus uh, Igor. Bada bing. There we go. I can go next. It's Take up. it away, Talion. Let's see it. Doing. I got my image pulled up. All right. I have. Um, no D tiers. Okay. Wow. I, I felt like all these albums were very good picks. So I didn't put anything in D tier anymore. Run us through it. Um, C, I have Twin Fantasy and Puberty, too. Um, B, I have Crushing, uh, Melodrama. Toy and the Portugal Man album, Evil Friends. A tier, I have the Lucy Dacus album, Historian, Control, Pablo, uh, Pinata, Circles, Igor, um, Soft Sounds from Another Planet. And then S tier, I have the um, Hayley Hendrix album, I Need to Start a Garden, the Kendrick album, Simple Butterfly, and the Kanye album, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Very interesting. All right, Lily Riley, either of you want to take this one now? I misunderstood the assignment. I added like 14 levels, so I just have them all ranked. So, okay, yeah, that's fair. That works. Yeah, out. hey, How about Riley? Lily, you take it and I'll refix mine. No, 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 Riley, uh, we can see your No, you got it. It's all good. Okay, yeah, go for I've it. Already, I've already started moving things. Okay, Lily, then I can go. I can go in the meantime. Okay. So. I have no D tier as well because I'm not mean like some of you. I'm mm -hmm. the only mean one, damn. So far. So, Life of Pablo is in my C tier, as is the Portugal Man Al Evil Friends. And then my B tier is the matchup that I was so furious about melodrama and my beautiful Duchess and Fantasy. And then A tier, I've got the Hayley Hendrix album, Pinata, Circles, uh, Soft Sounds for Another Planet, Puberty 2, and Twin Fantasy. And then in my S tier, I have Control, because all of you fuckers are dumb, period. <clears throat> and then the Butterfly, Igor, Toy, uh, Historian, and Crushing. Beautifully executed. I will mm -hmm. go ahead so Riley has more time to fix her. Uchi Dutsi, fuck the loco. <laughs> so here in my D tier, I have Evil Friends by Portugal Man. I have Pinata. This was very spur of the moment. Wow. Then in C tier, I didn't want to leave Evil Friends alone in the D tier. And my C tier, I have my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy and then Melodrama. Going up to B, we got Life of Pablo, Toy, and Igor. Then in A tier is Twin Fantasy, Historian, The Pimple Butterfly. Control and circles, and then in S tier I have soft sounds from another planet, puberty two. I need to start a garden and crushing. If anybody can Sorry, tell what type of music I love, girls. I love soft indie checks music. Checks out. Checks out. 
Exactly. Riley, are you ready to go? Uh, like moderately. I'm, I threw things together very quickly. Let's, it's good enough. It's let's good take enough. it away. Let's be aware. The bracket uh, is already. This? Oh, wait. No, I can't. Here we go. So, in my S tier, where is my S tier? Where is my S tier? Okay, I have Koi and I need to start a garden. These are my ride or die bitches. Um, in A, <laughs> shut up, Lily. In A tier, <laughs> I have um, Twin Fantasy, Puberty 2, Pimp a Butterfly, which I didn't know before this, so she really just rocketed her way up there. Um, Historian, Crushing, and Circles. And then in this here tier, I have um, Soft Sounds from Another Planet, Control. I'm sorry, Lily. Um, <laughs> you disgraced me. I'm sorry. Beautiful Dark I, I did this in two minutes. Yes, I have Kanye's My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And then I have Igor right there, there. And then I have Lord and Freddie Gibbs in the C tier. And Life of Pablo just pissed me off. And Portugal the Man is also living down there. So, beautifully done. Those were the versions of our tier, tier list. Maybe the they I will. Know? I can end your screen share. Don't know. I can't end your screen share. Never mind. It's at oh, the top. Shit. It's a red button. Oh. So stop sharing. It's blocked by your. Anyways, maybe we should try and put these on the website, like in the same page Ooh. as this episode, so Ooh. everyone can see yeah. everything. Yeah. So uh, if anybody wanted to see these, they can see them there. Yeah, I'm gonna try and have that remix finished by Friday and go up to there as well. Yes, great please. remix that hopefully we will not get copyrighted, stroke in for. We won't, put it, we won't put it in the episode. We won't put it in Yeah, the no, episode. not in the episode for sure. But, but it'll uh, just exist on the internet. Okay. Just a link on the website, if nothing else. Perfect. Will work. I do believe that that is the end of our bracket challenge. Anybody have a final thought they wanted to share? I don't think Igor, I'm ready to be done. I think Igor is objectively the best. Igor, I guess, <laughs> mm-hmm. is objectively the best album from the last 10 years. And we decide that as a very smart panel with lots of brain. Okay. SZA and Japanese Breakfast objectively got robbed. That's true. So true. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Crave the Podcast is produced by myself, Jake Trujillo, Trujillo, Italian <laughs> Lemercier, and our uh, podcast artwork is made by Maddie Heath, and our edits every week are made by Devon West. Riley Ernst is the podcast lead for us. Thank you all for listening. To also, shout out Patrick. I feel like at this point, right. he's editing. He's a producer. He's as well. editing. So, Patrick. He's fucking tired. Yeah. Stockniak. Sorry, Patrick. Dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Here for the good vibes. I was going to say, what do I do, Zach? But yeah. Lily is here for the vibes, and that is all. If it makes you feel any better, this is probably about as long as the file I had to edit, Patrick. So, we're in the same boat. Yeah. I am sorry, though. Well, thank you all very much for listening. This was the Bracket Challenge. You cannot have opinions different than us, so do not add us ever. Thank you. Igor is the best album. That is all. We will be back next week with more favorite podcast content. Thank you all for listening.